ladies and gentlemen, welcome back finally to Sticks and Kicks. We are back on the air. We have had a few mishaps here and there, so we have not put out an episode in like 15 years. But thankfully, we're back on your uh, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you guys get your podcast from, wherever you guys are listening. Thank you so much for all your support. Make sure you give us a like, follow, a comment, to share everything on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sticks and Kicks. Sticks.Kicks for... Instagram and sticks kicks one for Twitter. And at this time, I want to welcome the man across the table from me, partner in crime and co-founder of this elite group of minds. Well, elite when they drink beer. <laughs> Mr. Lucio. Lucio, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, doing great. You know, um, it's been a little bit of a kind of long couple weeks, you know, with our uh, mishaps. But uh, we're back at it again, uh, hopefully Faster, faster and stronger than ever. Um, thankfully, the the season's going to get started here soon. Restarted again here soon for most almost all sports. Some have already started, uh, but I'm definitely super stoked to be back uh, and doing this and you know in a nice uh, reinsurgence to sports. So, um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited. All right, thank you so much. And then also coming to us via telephone, via satellite, via Zoom, via telecommunicant. Well, what is it? Telekinesis? What the fuck? <laughs> telekinesis. Via some yes. kind of technology here that will probably give us cancer in the next two years. All the way from the armpit of Arizona, Santan Valley, Mr. Kenny Mitchell. I love, I love that. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the energy of the introduction, but I love that Santan Valley is considered the armpit of the Arizona, just because it's far. I'm like, dude, like I've been. You see the houses out here, solid, you know, rural. I, I've, I've been, I've been to some areas in Phoenix. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not hating on Phoenix. I love it, but I've been to some areas in Phoenix, and you talk about armpit, you know, that's the grundle. I mean, maybe you should. You want, but you want to talk about like we've gone down to Santan Valley, and for what? What has it been now? A year and a half. There's been a wall missing from two houses. And it's oh. just a, a straight <laughs> shot into the backyard. I, 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 I still have no idea what the fuck's going on. I know. I, I, I almost want to ask, but then I'm like, I, I want to ask because I see them outside sometimes. And I'm like, yeah. But then at the same time, I'm like, maybe I should respect their invisible wall because <laughs> they got like, <laughs> he probably, uh, yeah, he probably I, has a story lined up and everything's like, well, what happened was. Yeah, yeah, I've been I, waiting for someone to ask this. He has it all polished and everything. Exactly. The guy's fucking, yeah, he's fucking pacing in his backyard waiting for somebody to ask. But then this, the second that I the second that I ask, I break that quote-unquote fourth wall, and I'm in their backyard. And now I'm, like, fucking sitting there. Might as well stay for dinner. But, like, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, but other than that, I've been good. I mean, I'm uh, I'm happy to be uh, able to get back on here and talk some sports and much like Lucio said, I'm just ready for sports to be back. Um, that's pretty, Amen, uh, it's pretty, I guess, I don't want to say selfish of us, but at the same time, like, we, we, we're in dire need of some entertainment. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is calming down a little bit, and we're uh, definitely not taking it lightly for sure, but it's good to see this is uh, it's seemingly coming to a, a close, which is which is which good news. So we're ready for it. I'm, I'm ready to talk some all right let's do it let's get right into it then kenny like we'll we'll just start off with the biggest news coming out this week uh out of the uh arizona coyotes aaron cohen no longer with the team yeah 
I'm really bummed about it, actually. Uh, um, Aaron Cohen was, uh, I mean, is an awesome, awesome guy. He's, he was probably one of the most progressive CEOs, I feel like, in, in, the, uh, in the NHL. Uh, really, really good with fan engagement. Yeah. I mean, there are some other, other CEOs that you'll never see their face unless you go to the website and look at the staff. Um, this guy was in the trenches with us, you know, out, you know, absolutely sitting, sitting, sitting with the, the AZ rabbits. That's yeah. another thing I'm pretty bummed about is what happens to the AZ rabbits now, right? Like it's, I think they'll be Aaron fine. Co- well, Aaron Cohen was kind of, you guys is like, Hey man, like, you know, he, he, he loved, he loved the rabbits. He talked about it mm-hmm. multiple times and it sounded like he was going to try to make it a stalwart at every game, but who knows? I mean, that, that, Alex Morello is obviously a, uh, you know. I mean, he's prop- behind it, and Sam Dorr being there also, like, doesn't doesn't hurt. So I think, yeah. I think the Rabbits are, are, are going to be fine, especially if they're going to want to get yeah. fans back in the back in the arena right away. They're going to want all the energy they can they can bring. Yeah. And, of course, the Rabbits can be heard throughout the entire arena when they're there. And then playoff season's yeah. coming. Well, so. well, no, you won't have any fans in the arena. Hundred percent. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> no, not that's not even that's not even a joke about an NCAA. I know. I'm talking about like yeah, they're not they're not going to allow anything in the arena. That's me no, that, crying. That's, that's definitely for future for the future uh, future oh, arenas. Gotcha. Like when when they do come back, like when the rabbits are able to get back in there, I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be good. You're right. So uh, the other uh, yeah, I mean basically the point that I was wanted to get to that was a little bit of a caveat there, but. Uh, it's so when it, when it first came out, uh, my first reaction just as a fan, uh, is that I was like, man, I feel like the wrong person fell on the sword here. Initially I thought maybe this is, this is like a precursor to the punishment that the coyotes are potentially facing for the, uh, stretch gate. Uh, that's what it's called now. So, uh, stretch gate. What? Yeah, like stre- like Watergate and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, but, but why like, Stretchgate? Stretchgate because the, that's they were the having them stretch. Were, they were having them do stretches and. Oh my god. Um, and, I mean, not necessarily working out. Allegedly, the 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 story here is that they were having them do some minor physical testing, you know, range of motion, etc. So, uh, yeah, Stretchgate. We're gonna refer to it. Uh, yeah, highly it's, illegal. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> You're not supposed to. I mean, these are kids; they're not even adults yet. So, um, you're not supposed to tell them, "Hey, this is what I need you to do for me, and we're going to film it." You know, it's like it's, uh, you can't do that, and they're they're not your property. They don't have. I mean, you one of those guys could overstretch and pop pop something, and then all the all of a sudden, you know, it's a big big no no. But basically, we we've covered that. Yeah. Uh, really, what it comes down to, though, is. Uh, my original point where I, I just felt that initially that maybe it was Aaron Cohen who had to fall on the sword. Uh, and then I, and I started thinking, I was like, man, well, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Why would, why would the president and CEO of the, of the team get in trouble for something that's hockey related, not business related? Uh, so, I did a little bit more digging into it and it looks like it was, it's an interesting way to put it. Craig Morgan of the athletic, um, kind of put it the best way. It was a mutual agreement, but it was a forced agreement. Oh, a right? Cam Newton so, situation. 
kind of. Uh, I would say this one was probably a little bit more amicable. But uh, basically, I, I don't think Aaron Cohen wanted to leave. But at the same time, there was there were some negotiations. So yeah, the way I understood what I'm thinking, that, can, I'm sorry to interrupt. The way I understood what you just said right there is, it's like they were in a, and they were in a meeting and they said, "Look, you're not gonna be here. We're gonna fire you unless you want to resign because it's gonna look better for you in the future. You know, on your resume and whatnot that you weren't fired. Uh, uh, was yeah. it something along that line or? Yeah. Honestly, I don't have the the hundred percent answer to that, but my interpretation of it was hey we'd love to have you around but you're gonna have to take a lesser role and in in that opinion in that instance i feel like aaron cohen knows his worth and at that point he's probably like you know what you know i I, i've had a lot of fun here i've had a great time i love what we're building you know i appreciate your 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 input on it but i you know it's either my current position or bust and that's kind of what i'm thinking because I don't think it was that harsh, yeah. you know. I, when I, I I think that I mean even at the press conference for Alex Morello, he complimented Aaron, um, you know, just what they built so far and what they've been able to maintain. So, yeah, I don't think it was that harsh, but yeah, it, it's tough. Really, what it comes down to, guys, is uh, the owner is coming in, and any time that any major business or corporation changes ownership. There's changes. The two most commonly asked positions are CFO and CEO. Yep. You Absolutely. know why? They want their own guys. Yeah. It's Absolutely. like it's it, it's not necessarily like, hey, you've been fucking up, get out of here. It's hey, I appreciate you letting you know, appreciate everything you've done, but at this point, I don't have a position for you unless you're going to take a lesser role, which I know you won't. And sometimes so, they do that with I'm coaches right. too, no? They'll like cut coaches because yeah. they want like a a, a fre- uh, new direction yeah, or a I fresh. Mean, fresh new yeah ideas. yeah exactly but you um know, so but uh on that note though too with uh um aaron cohen uh do you think do you think he's gonna go somewhere else to a different team and if you do think what team would you think he'd go to um you know that's a tough question uh because aaron cohen has a lot of potential i'm sure he won't be out of a job long i'm not sure if there's another ceo position currently he open should come to the phoenix rising yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't think I don't I don't I really don't think he'd hop sports. I mean, he probably could. I I I don't see why not. So yeah, yeah that's it's the uh, business actually, part of it than it is than it is the actual hockey part. I mean, he might yeah, do exactly. well. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, that's a stretch cuz I think, you know, going from a huge organization like the Coyotes going to a smaller organization like the Pretty insensitive for you to say stretch there. Huh? That's pretty insensitive you for, to say stretch there. Read the room, Lucio. Jesus Christ. Love. A man just lost his job. <laughs> I know. And I just gained mine. <laughs> no, but, but that's totally oh understandable, God. like, not wanting to take a lower position, especially, like, knowing your worth. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, we could, we could all relate to that. Like, yeah. um, myself, here, I, like, being... Uh, the the front runner of the show and handling everything behind the mic and uh, behind the computer here, I wouldn't want to go back to being just the guy lugging around all the equipment and setting it. Oh wait, Lucio, that is what I do. You do do that. Thank you. Poorly too. <laughs> First of all, we haven't seen exactly. your quarantine ass in like two months. So how would you know it's poorly? It is very well put together right now. I'm proud of this office that we've built. Nothing about you is well put together. That is, uh, you know what? That's fair. I will take that criticism. 
All if right, your good. most redeeming trait is that you can carry around a uh, a, a microphone, then I mean that's that's progress, I guess. Three right? microphones, all right. <laughs> Three fit in this bag. <laughs> Three and a broken one. And a broken one. We got to look into three and a half. You know what? Yeah. Why not go down this tangent? Because that might go, and we're still missing an arm and a pop filter and so much more equipment, which has been bought and paid for, but not delivered yet. And it's very convenient that these stores are all closed down right now. I mean, I'm looking for these stores to open just to go and pull a car and ask for the manager. If you really think about it, it, it serves us right for going into uh Sartena studio and taking their stuff. Well, you we should bleach your hair and spike it in the back. Right, dude. You could do it too. He has hair for it. You know, shave your beard. Yeah. Maybe you can even go with your beard. Wear, wear some like floral capris with some sandals <laughs> that look like mm-hmm. and then yeah, unbutton wear a a dress shirt and but com- unbutton the top two buttons so they know, that they know that you're relaxed and cool. And, get, oh, yeah. and wear like big bug eye glasses, and then when you get to keep them on until you get serious, and then when yeah. you get Use serious, you take them off. And you're I, like, if someone if someone tries to hold the door open for you, I want you to kick them in the dick and say, <laughs> "I know my right." Even if they have a vagina, all right? Yeah, yeah. So, so just kick Do them. The good old upper cunt. Just hit them with the upper cunt. Oh my God. The, the twat, the twat, twat. Jesus. Christ. Yeah. You know. So, but anyway, yeah, you're gonna go get a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, so with that, that being said, walk, walk out of that store with the sponsorship, <laughs> right? <laughs> with that being said, with Aaron Cohen going, uh, what do you think is gonna happen to John Chaika since he's still kind of on the chopping block for the whole, um, you know, stretch gate thing and everything? Like, I, I'm, I'm assuming something has to happen to him as well. Yeah, <laughs> he has to get some sort of punishment because he can't just go unscathed. <laughs> Because Aaron Cohen got let go or got, you know, resigned or whatever. But before Kenny chimes in, I'd like to put my ignorant uh, opinion out here. My ignorant theory of what's going to happen. Now that Aaron Cohen is gone, that's the big fish is gone. The biggest head rolled off this deal. And everything else, I think, in my opinion, can be handled by fines. Like they're going to find this guy. No one necessarily has to get fired. I think that his job is 100% contingent on Taylor Hall. If like I think as Al Smarillo looking at him in the eyes, I like if you can get that kid to sign a deal, you can keep your job. Don't don't give me any excuses about no pandemic, how the playoffs were blah blah blah, how the season got shortened. Whatever it is, if you can get that kid, you're in. If he walks, you're out. I think that is where his future lies right now. I don't know. I I, I don't. I f- let me throw my two cents of ignorance as well. Sure, sure. You know, before we get the master. Didn't we have a? We used to have a thing. Pardon my excuse, me, daddy. My, excuse no. my ignorance. Yes, excuse it was my. Ignorance. You my guys, <laughs> you guys are fucking it up already. So might as well just right, keep the rolling. So um, fuck. um, so my thing is, I feel like John Chaika is gonna get uh, some kind of like a uh, short-term suspension. I, I I feel like they he has to get put as an example. Um, where he's not going to be doing a lot of things. Um, I don't think necessarily he's going to get fired. Taylor Hall doesn't go because of the whole how the whole um, pandemic situation happened. I think I'm on the other front, on the other side of that. I think that um, he's not going to get fired only because John Chaka did bring in Taylor Hall. He did bring in Phil Kessel. He did bring in some players in here that were very uh, promising. Uh, if they didn't f- uh, fulfill their full potential, uh, Kessel being the big one, is uh, not his fault. 
It's it's Kessel's fault for not coming in and doing what he needed to do. Um, it's our fault for misreading the situation. But who would have known that that was going to happen? Uh, Taylor Hall. It wasn't that we he didn't produce. It was just that we got kind of cut short on the season to see where we're going to play. Uh, now the thing is, the reason why I don't think he's also going to get cut is because we are going to make the playoffs. Uh, like very. Well, hold on, hold on. Don't get into that we yet. May we may make the playoffs. Or there may the, not be playoffs. There may not be a playoffs. But uh, we, yeah. you know, they might get him to resign if, uh, you know, if if something happens. I mean, like the the he had a lot of contingencies on the contract. Uh, he might be able to revise those contingencies and be like, hey, due to all these things, like we we want to kind of revise this whole thing going forward, um, and see what's going on. But I honestly don't think uh, John Chaik is going to get let go, especially because of all the talent he has brought into the Coyotes and the potential talent he can bring into the Coyotes in the future. So that's just my. Two cents, right. Kenneth. Kenny. Yeah, you know, I, I, um, I disagree with both of you guys. You guys suck. Um, wow. Kidding. That was uh, no. You guys, no. You guys actually made a lot of good points. Um, <laughs> we suck. That's what happens every time. The ignorance is real. That's the noise that happens every time uh, Lucio leaves the bedroom. You just hear that wow. noise. Wow. <laughs> I really will not be. Or that she'll completely deny that. So continue. <laughs> I just felt like I was giving Danny a lot of shit, and no, your turn. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> like had to even the playing field a little bit, but no, I mean, you guys both make good points. Um, I mean, there's a few things I'm going to contest for sure. Like for example, uh, Danny to Danny's point, he said, you know, that the one of the major heads has already been fired, um, so the rest of the team is kind of looking at, at fines. I disagree with that because I, I think it's completely unrelated. Um, you can't, I, I don't want to say, you couldn't go up to someone and say, hey, I'm firing you because I'm bringing in my own team and then turn around to the to the rest of the team and say, well, he was let go because of stretch gate. So you're saying, you can't do that. So you're it's saying, unrelated. You're saying that the Aaron Cohen being let go wasn't related to the stretch gate? Yeah, no, think, okay. I, I thought, I, yeah, I thought that Maybe I didn't make that clear enough, and I apologize. But, yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with Stretchgate. Um, I think, really, it only comes down to Alex Morello seeing – I don't want to say that he's he, – Aaron. he thinks that Aaron Cohen's failed at all, but I do think – You want your guys. A little maybe, bit. Maybe he had someone well, in mind already. He had someone in mind probably when he took the job. Secondly, maybe he gave Aaron Cohen a year to say, hey, like – Show me what you can do for this arena deal. Let's let's see what we can do, and you know, it it could be that it could not. I don't know. I don't want to get too much into it. I mean, it's uh, true. we just know that we lost we lost somebody that was an asset, but at the same time, I mean, you got to trust Alex Morello. He's a businessman, and, yeah, and a you know, very successful businessman. Yeah, he's going to bring in guys that are big wigs and and, and strong strong armed people, and we'll get some shit done and. You know, at the end of the day, I, I'm sad that we lost Aaron Cohen, but I, I I think it might be a good move. You never know. I mean, you got the ownership is is posturing itself and surrounding it, itself with winners mm-hmm. that they see in their eyes, and what's worked for them in the past is the only reason why they were in a position to buy the team in the first place. So True. you never know how this can turn out. I'm sure we'll find out. As far as Chica goes, um, though, what's that? As far as Chica goes. Yeah, that's what I was about to get into. Um, so, as far as Chaika goes, uh, I kind of disagree with both of you guys. I think it's going to be 
I think it's going to be... You cannot disagree with me. I gave no opinion on Chaika. You said the fines. You did, fines. <laughs> I think what's going to happen is uh, fines is not going to cut it because it's not decided by uh, Alex Morello. It's decided by the league. Mm-hmm. And I think what's, what's going to happen is we're going to lose some draft picks for this. And depending on the severity of the draft picks, like if they're saying, hey, you got to forfeit next year's first. And hold and on. And we've already given... You did have a, a, a say in Chaika. You related his job to whether he signed Jesus, Taylor Hall or not. into the phone? You said that he was his his job was a dependent on if Taylor Hall signed or not. So you did have an opinion. So shut up. Continue, Kenny. Sorry. Just oh, my bad. I, I, you're you're right. I had a fucking uh, oh, ignorance. Talk it. I had talk it in my mind when I when I said I gave no opinion. <laughs> I don't know why I was. Th- yeah. No. Please continue. He's <laughs> fucking fantasy. Rubbing one out to talk it. I know. Rubbing his forehead and shit. He's all Rick. Hey, that's an all-star coach right there. That big, beautiful ball head. <laughs> Thank you. As an assistant. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. But, um, no, I think we're going to lose some draft picks. Um, and it's unfortunate. It's like the, the last thing I want. Yeah. Um, and it's depending on the severity. I mean, like, if we uh, – if, if the league decides, hey, you have to give up your first-round draft pick or – your next two first round draft picks, oh. something like that. That would, that would, yeah, it would be devastating, right? And on top of that, he's already traded a first round draft pick for Taylor Hall that he's not getting back. It's pretty much confirmed at this point. Um, so if if we're looking at a position where two years in a row we're not, we don't have a first round draft pick, and on top of that, the league also hands down hefty fines. Like I, I believe the rumor was two hundred fifty thousand dollars per player, potentially. Uh, and what we say, like or, fifty players, twenty five. Yeah, maybe like maybe that. maybe it's twenty five thousand dollars per player, and there's like fifty players. So I, I might have added another zero in there, but still, it's going to be a lot of a lot of signs that Alex Marlowe was not anticipating. So we'll see. Um, I think that we have to. I if if you want my honest opinion on if John Chike is going to be here or not after the league announces the punishment, the. Uh, punishment i would say yeah i would say he's gonna be here still uh but i would say depending on the the punishment it, it's uh you're on thin ice the next fuck up you do next bad trade you do the next any kind of trouble you get into you're out of here so, so you're basically kind of siding more on my side not danny's side right kind uh, of. I, I mean kind of <laughs> uh i i think i think that he's he's gonna he's gonna stay and it's because of his body of work i mean he's done a done a lot he's been the most active gm over the last three years consistently so and that's you know that show that so um yeah we'll see but i don't think uh i don't think i don't think he'll be gone and i and i definitely don't think i think as long as chick is here uh talk gonna be here um almost this is going to be controversial, but I almost want there to be some sort of punishment so that John Chica is not feeling too comfortable uh, and will be less likely to uh, tolerate poor performance by coaching. Hey. Um, Amen. So, yeah. Yeah, my, yeah, that's, that's my opinion. Is, if, you, if you're on the nice, your boss looking down on you and you're looking down in your department is all like, this coach isn't getting it done. Right, you gotta have you gotta be the one to have the boss to say, all right, this guy, you're a great guy, you're my friend, you're whatever, but you gotta go. 
It's like someone new. Hey, talk it. I was like, I know you and Phil are like fuck buddies, but uh, I'm gonna need you to bench his ass or scratch him for a bit. You know, make sure he gets his his shit together while he makes a few yeah, more. Yeah, shit rolls downhill, and yeah, <laughs> this could be a blood. Could be a blessing in disguise, honestly. Like the, you know, the punishment or the the investigation itself has already soured a couple GMs' opinions of John Chica. So that hand handicaps us a little bit. But yeah, you know, shit rolls downhill. So maybe this will be kind of a wake up call. Like, hey, uh, now I'm watching you. Don't fuck up. Let's start doing shit. If you're gonna keep your job, you have to do it well, or you're out of here. For sure. All right. So then, now let's move on to a little bit more positive news. What does this potential playoff look like if the NHL were to go? I know there's a bunch of plans being thrown around, but uh, from what I see, is like there's there's one that's being looked at more than others. Kenny, I, I, I'm pretty sure you have yeah. you have uh, mm-hmm. more of an insight on it than than we do. But what I'm hearing is yeah. what, a 24 team playoff uh, with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three best of three rounds in the beginning, and then moving on to best of seven. What? Yeah, it's going to be like a round robin tournament. So, essentially, what could happen is it's going to be twenty-four teams, and by the skin of their dick, the Coyotes will be the last one in the Western Conference to All make right. the playoffs. That's so, why you say notice circumcision. Right. <laughs> well, you did. Well, we didn't have <laughs> but, a choice. To be yeah. fair, <laughs> I, I I've learned way too much in the last five seconds that I'm comfortable with. Actually, so <laughs> en- enjoy your little hat. Uh, so, oh wow! Well, we know like where it, you are. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Go ahead. Um, like normal, you mean? Uh, like uh, uh, not normal, you mean? Right. Well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Fucking porn but, star over here. Well, whatever, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's season two. I told, right? told you oh, not okay. to out me on that That's shit. season two of Sticks and Kicks. <laughs> that's called Sticks and Dicks. And sticks that's a and whole dicks. other episode. All right. Yeah. So Sorry, keep going. That's only hosted by me, and I, I do my s- best, you know, Kiefer Sutherland voice. You and sick, you, yeah. I I sound is it you and your penis just talking to each other? Just having a conversation? Yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, he talks a lot. He talks a lot. <laughs> Word vomit. I knew it would come out. That's what happens when That's what she said. That's what happens when you walk out of the room. All right, listen, you fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that fucking. (laughs) So, 2014 playoff. What's happening? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know how the fuck we ran that route to get here, but. uh, So, it's going to look like. uh, It's going to look like the. It seems like Minnesota, Winnipeg, Chicago, and the Coyotes who were kind of bubble teams, um, you know, not really given a fair shake due to the end of the season or, you know, not being able to play the games. Because, I mean, we, we had, what, 12 games left? I forget. I'll yeah, we my had, we had like, like 15 games left. 12 to 14, I think. Like, like 15 that. games uh, left. Well, we'll just call it 12. Let's just do it. Let's, let's stay 13. And, and we had – okay. <laughs> uh, fucking over here pulling teeth. Um, no, but – we we uh i mean we a lot of those games were against uh interconference teams mm-hmm. so they would have all been playoff type games and you know the coyotes were looking like they're on the outside looking in it all i mean they were but they could have gone on a hot streak against those teams and made the playoffs so it's good for those teams it's also one major topic is well what about the clear sellers at the trade deadline why would we award them with the playoff spot when they were just selling off players? 
So that's one topic that a few GMs are bringing up, but I don't think it holds enough water um, to potentially stop this. I think what the 24-team format is basically uh, the top teams are going to get a bye week while the, the bubble teams are going to go on you know these uh, round-robin style tournaments to narrow it down to the, the standard uh, 16 game or 16 team playoff format. So, and what, if uh, people don't know what round robin means, what does that mean? Round robin, it, it's like basically you got a, a pool of teams essentially that are all fighting for one goal, and you kind of you know take your take your turn up with each team. Okay. So say there's like six teams, and your your team A, well, your chances are you're going to hit every one of those six teams. And then it's gonna okay. narrow. Yeah, I know what you so, mean now. Like a stage, yeah, a group stage kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, um, the CHL does it a lot. Okay. Uh, that's how they decide, you know, their their Memorial Cup. Yeah, but, that's that's what I was about to say. The yeah. Memorial Cup. See, round yeah, robin so in soccer. Huh? You see round well, robin a lot in soccer. Yeah, but it's called yeah. group stage, so. <laughs> that, that's how you would know it. Is. Yeah, that's why I was so confused. I was like, "What? <laughs> in the group stage?" <laughs> it's, it's actually sponsored by Red Robin. So that's probably Red Robin. Robin. Yum. Exactly. No free advertising. They don't know what yeah, we'll a freaking we'll, we'll, what a they we'll don't know what medium rare is. Fuck Red Robin. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how do you think we're gonna do them, Kenny, in this Red Robin um, type of thing? I mean, Red Robin. Hey. Did you say Red Robin? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking a. We'll expect a check, um, <laughs> or a lawsuit. Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's, it's tough. To, it's tough to say because there's so many hypotheticals. You don't really know how they're gonna play it out. But um, I mean, can't win if you're not in the dance. So um, if that was the other part I wanted to touch on a little bit. I won't get too deep into it because we've already moved past it. But uh, I, as far as like whether John Chica can keep his job, I think honestly he couldn't even try to attempt to use the excuse of "oh, it's the pandemic." Pandemic has seemingly helped us yeah. uh, in a way. It's, it's almost guaranteed as a playoff spot if they if they approve this 2014 format. So there's not like a oh well the pandemic. It's like well hey motherfucker you're in the you're in the playoffs, so um, what's your excuse now? So, right. yeah, potentially. That's why I said it, it's all contingent on, on if this 2014 uh, format gets approved or not. There's I mean, also talk of doing a 20 team. And if yeah. there's a 20 team, then the Coyotes are out. I feel like it does. So, I feel like with the 24 team, it's actually going to be the best thing for us, for the Coyotes. Uh, 20 wouldn't work like you said um, but I think it, it, it plays it's a good part I mean everybody basically benefits from this every team because they they have now arrested players um, if you had any injuries your injury players if, especially if they were like short term injuries they've had enough time to rest especially yeah, for us like Garland, Darcy, Darcy Kemper yeah, uh, Kemper, uh, Darcy Kemper was down and out for a while, so he's probably going to be back recovered uh, so is Antiranta thank goodness for that both of our, you know, starting goalies are our goalies that, you know, play a big a big role in, on the team. And then Connor Garland, our heads, our top scorer, um, coming back, you know, like he had gotten injured like three days later. They canceled the rest of the whole season. So it was a good thing for us just as much as it is for everybody. But I think with yeah. injuries, everyone being able to come back, because I feel like there's not a lot of people on the roster that were like on a uh, ending, like season ending 
injury, were they? No. No. Uh, well, Connor Connor Garland's was potentially season ending because he was out week to week, and we only had weeks left. Yeah, but uh, now, but yeah, he's got to be healed. Yeah. So, which yeah, could I, be I, potential. Super interesting. Go ahead. Sorry. It, it'd be it'd bring potential to the whole fact that we're we're if they do the whole twelve, uh, the twenty twenty four teams, it's, it brings potential for us to be able to come in and actually play hard like you should because the playoffs is a different it's a different monster compared to the season if any anybody that's watched hockey knows that when you're in playoff mode you're in a completely different mode com, com, completely different mode than the regular season i mean you're you're uh, you know pedal to the metal the whole game and hard hits you know good reads you know like you're just playing like basically on instinct and you're just playing hard and and i think that the coyotes they need to automatically jump into that especially because we have uh talent that has been in playoff situations and have won the stanley cup so they should be the the forerunners for this in the sense of leading the team and setting expectations for the rest of the guys uh i think that there's a good chance that the the coyotes make a good run for the playoffs hopefully they make it into the initial playoffs where we're with the, the other teams that are on the mm-hmm. bye so that we can uh, mm-hmm. potentially have a good run. And if we do have a good run in that playoffs, like I said, we will keep Taylor Hall. Hopefully we can because Taylor Hall would be a great asset to the team in the future. I don't think he gave – I don't think we – think because of the injuries and everything that we had, I think some of the stuff kind of happened where we didn't get to fully uh, see the potential of uh, Taylor Hall in uh, the Coyotes. So I feel like we're going to be able to see that next season if we do keep him because of how we do, how we do in the playoffs if we do well. Two cents. Yeah. Well said. So. Now, uh, one of the things that we have not touched on while talking about this uh, this playoff format is uh, Lucio mentioned a little bit of when they go in, they got to go in full throttle. You go in with everything you have. Now, um, imagine going into a tournament like the first game match day one of a tournament. You like you're expected to have. A couple games to like get rhythm, get flow with your teammates. You can train every day for weeks on end, but it does not simulate the same thing as a match does. But day one of coming back, it's playoff mode. And you these are professional athletes, so I mean they're staying in shape. They're not they're not like eating donuts all day. They're not I mean, uh maybe uh Kessel's hit up us on our hot dog place here and there, but <laughs> but I mean these are professional they're staying in shape, but they're not staying in competitive shape if that makes sense you know there's there's uh there's a certain like way of life that you go to when you're playing three games a week when you're training day in day out when all this stuff is going on daily your body gets accustomed to it now you're asking your body to go from maybe a 50 percent of what you're doing if you're like training at home exercising at home doing whatever and you're telling that okay today we're gonna go 100 percent because it's life or death and playoffs we don't know how each individual player is going to react to that. And that's going to snowball into how the team works together chemis- with their chemistry and whatnot. Because if you have three out of four of your top players working perfectly and you get one guy that's just lagging because he's got like ring rust or whatever and uh, th- things are not moving forward, that that can potentially impact any team, not only the Coyotes. So we don't know what kind of shape every team is going to come back in. Yeah, I and I didn't want to interrupt you just in case you were getting to it, but uh, they're not going to have to go straight into playoff action. They're gonna there's going to be a uh, a uh, quote unquote training camp or develop or 
conditioning camp, I guess. Uh, they're talking about at least three weeks of getting people back in the rhythm of everything. Uh, that's the last I read. So, hmm. uh, yeah, there's going to be there's going to be essentially a training camp type environment for these teams. I don't. It's not really the same stakes. Like nobody's going to get cut if they don't. You know. Well, I don't want to say that, but you know, it's not the same kind of uh, environment. So it's it's going to be just a conditioning camp, in my opinion. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Um, and then they will hop into the playoff format. I mean, o- overall, it's it's going to be like, even though that we're going to have the training camp or whatever, like you said, um, it, it's not so much that it matters. It does matter, but I feel like what's the big factor here is the the mentality. If talk it, if step on, if uh, what's his face, um, Kessel, people that have made it to the playoffs and and have won. And been there. Mm-hmm. If they can get the team, and there's been some Blackhawk players on there, right? Like I think Chicky was on. Chicky was one, right? Or was it uh, Jomerson? Jomerson, Chickman was drafted by us. Okay, so yeah, Jomerson, who played for the the Blackhawks when they won their championships. I mean, those people need to step up and be leaders and kind of set the mentality. Like during practice, play a little bit harder, play a little bit more aggressive, kind of show them. That hey, this is how the playoffs and this because yeah, some of our our our, our Coyote uh, players know you know um, what's his name Ekman Larson knows how to uh, how it is. I think uh, Demers might know too, right? I think he's been with us for a while. Um, but we have players that we don't have a lot of players that know how to play in the playoffs. But we have a lot. But we do have some veteran players that do know, and I think it's their job as as veterans and as coaches. Uh, to kind of set the the pace and put better more expectation on the group coming back in and yeah. I think that mentality of like hey this is not a game anymore this is not the season anymore this is us we need to get in there we need to play like this we need to play hard we need to push and I think right. this should give and talk it a lot of time to kind of watch film on things that where he didn't do well or where the team didn't do well because of his direction because there's a lot of times where we were watching games and I sat there and I and, and I think I, I might have watched a game or two with you, uh, Kenny, uh, at the house or with when I was still over there or whatever. And there were some games that were like, you know, he's not coaching right. You know, like he needs to come back from the second intermission or even the first intermission and he needs to light a fire under their ass. And we waited till the third quarter to start doing anything like 10 minutes left into the game. I mean, that's too late. In my opinion, it's too late. You got 10 minutes left. And you're trying to come up from a from a three three one deficit, maybe even a four one deficit. It, it 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 you need to do it earlier. You need to be able to switch up the strategy a lot sooner. Um, and I'm gonna go into soccer terms uh, as well right now into the Phoenix Rising kind of. But uh, real ta- quick, real quick, you call that a third quarter, which I just oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Rick Schantz had had the same issue, and, and when he took over. Uh, two years ago and when he was the whole last season is that his issue was that he played players way too long especially on that 20 game run where we were just winning he was holding out players in in, in the matches way too long where he should have subbed them out in 60th minute maybe even 65 minute he waited to like the 75th maybe 80th minute with 10 minutes left so it took too long to sub in key players that could have gone uh, more rest and could have gotten out of the game before they got completely fatigued um, and then having to start them again uh, like a week later or half a week later depending on how the schedule looked and I think that was a big 
issue with why we didn't continue our run, but we saw some of the key players like Asante uh, kind of slow down towards the end of the end of the run. Uh, Aguinaga slowed down in the end of the run. Adam John slowed down in the end of the run, and some of the the, the substitution the some of the substitutions were doing more on the pitch in the in 10, 15 minutes than Asante and some of the starters were doing through the whole 80, 80 minutes of the game. So I feel like, you know, Rick Tockett needs to do the same kind of thing where he needs to evaluate how he's pl- playing the players and the strategy that he's implementing and how quickly he needs to change when something happens, like when we get scored on, how to respond quickly on the attack instead of kind of trying to play slow from the back, which I feel like doesn't ever work for us. I feel like us fast pace is kind of the way to go. And, you know, you say it yourself all the time, speed kills. And I think the faster we push out, the faster we can come back from, you know, a deficit in, 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 uh, in the long run. And I feel like it's going to help us out. And I think we're talking kind of needs to take a step back and evaluate uh, what's going on and who are the players to kind of be able to do that. Yeah. I know there was a lot. Sorry. (laughs) It's all good. No, I mean, I agree. I, uh, I mean, there's a lot of uh, things that Tockett needs to do to pivot and save his job. Honestly, I, I think he's a great person. And he, he's been a he's been a, a decent coach so far, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of adjustments that have to be made. But every every team's kind of going in this uh, on a level playing field, um, so it'll be interesting. It's definitely something we'll never. We'll hopefully never see again in our life. So to watch 24, 24 teams out of 31 fight for a playoff or fight for a Stanley Cup is going to be really cool. And I'm hoping that that's what get, gets passed because, you know, I would I would love for the Coyotes to get that shot, man. All you need is to take it to the dance. If you make it in, um, it'll be the quote-unquote – <laughs> it'll be the quote-unquote COVID Cup. But the I mean, COVID Cup. cup. <laughs> so – Yep, that's uh, that's pretty much the wrap on the on the Coyotes there, guys. That's uh, that's really all I got. Well, and the NHL. All right. So last thing I want to ask about the Coyotes is just your opinion, um, because there was mention about the twenty four and the twenty uh, team mark. So of course the twenty four team playoff will definitely help the Coyotes because we'll be able to get in. The twenty team, not so much. And people could say, well, me personally, I've always been like, well, you know what. You didn't earn it. If you can go for 20, you can bitch and moan about why not 24, blah, blah, what, whatever it is, is that you didn't earn it. And that's the bottom line. So if you do go with 24, all right, let me rephrase this question. The 24, the, the 2014 playoff, if that were to be put in, would you rather that happen and the Coyotes get swept? Or would you rather the 20 team playoff and the Coyotes just not make an appearance? I'll start uh, with 20. you, Lucio. Oh, go ahead. Um, honestly, I would probably still go with the twenty-four, just because it will it will do two things. One, it will start the the uh, like start the the, the the wheels or the the turning wheels on the change that needs to happen within the group. Whether that means letting go of Taket, whether that means Chaka needs to find new players, you know, uh, Morello needs to get a new coach and things like that. It's going to kind of start turning the gears. 
um, if we get swept like that. And it also is going to show kind of the capacity of where the Coyotes are at that moment. And even if we are healthy, the the issues that we have, whether it be coaching, whether it be players not being well chemistry together and stuff like that. And if we spent too much on certain players like Kessel and things like that, I think I would rather go that route than not go um, the not go at all and then come back next season and completely not know where these players are at and having the same yeah. coach and potentially not and doing the same thing where we're struggling game after game where we beat big teams that are like the lightning that we beat them seven to zero or seven to two or whatever the fuck that it was and then come back to lose to somebody in our division like four to three and just kind of like we're losing the important game. I mean, every game is important, but we're losing important games because I always find divisional games more important than just a, a game when you're playing against like Detroit or like the New York uh, Rangers or, or, you know, the Devils or Pittsburgh. They're, they're right, big teams. Right. They're big games, but they're not important in our moving forward. We need to beat the teams that are local or that are in our division to make sure that they're not gaining over us when we're playing them. And I feel like... It, it, we need to kind of see where the team is at right now to make turn start turning the gears, and that's just my opinion. All right, Kenny. Yeah, I, um, I've, I'm actually surprised that Lucio was uh, that smart about things. He, he really does catch, <laughs> catch me off guard sometimes. But yeah, no, he really, um, no, he really didn't hit the nail on the head. Uh, my answer was essentially his. Uh, basically, I first off, I would much rather the Coyotes, again, get a ticket to the dance, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, first and foremost, as a, as a fan, that, that's awesome to be like, wow, we're finally in the playoffs after eight, nine years or whatever, you know, eight years. Um, we're finally back in the playoffs. You know, that, that lights a fire under everybody's ass. The fan, there's more fan engagement. There's more money that's made for the team. There's more of a competitive nature amongst the players. Exactly. They finally, they finally get a taste of it again. Mm-hmm. There you go. And then, you know, and then uh, at, on the flip side of things, um, well, kind of, uh, what Lucio said is like, you know what, what's your excuse now? You had the playoffs. Like, what's your excuse? Like, you could have been like, oh, you know what, we didn't really get a chance. Like, if they go to the 20-team format, Chaika and Taki can say, you know what, like, hey, we were about to go down a stretch of games that could have potentially put us in the playoffs, and now mm-hmm. we, we didn't really have a choice. So there's that. Like, well, you get a pass this time, but, you know, you're on thin ice. If you get uh, – no pun intended. Um, <laughs> if you if you get Sweat. a chance to go into the playoffs and you fall flat on your face, which, by the way, was a, a fucked up way to start the yeah. – start the. Uh, uh, <laughs> would you rather the Coyotes make it or not? It, it wasn't that. It was would you rather the Coyotes make it and get swept <laughs> or would you like? There's so many things that could happen, but yeah, retroactively, I would have still if, if that's what happened. Yeah, yeah like that, that, that's what I mean. Because if if, if I no, were to put the question, do you want the in or out? Then I mean that's too easy. But like sure. like that that's the only reason I say that is like, like we can have them in, but you know going in they're gonna get swept, right? And like so that that's that's the reason I put that. Uh, yeah, but no, no I, keep going. I, keep I, going. I just, I'm, I'm just giving you shit. Um, but no, it's uh, it's. Yeah, on the on the other side of it, it's like if you make the playoffs, you know what's your excuse now? Like you you have you have to face me and tell me, hey, what went wrong? Because 
there was a good chance that we weren't going to make the playoffs and then we were gifted a playoff spot and you didn't do shit with it. So, mm-hmm. you know, now, now it's uh, time to face the music. So I agree a hundred percent with Lucio on that. And I mean, I feel like every team's on the same boat. Every team that's in that in that position that we're in, where we're being, they're being gifted a, a position in the dance or a ticket to the dance. And I think it's one of those things that, you know, every team is going to be under the same kind of microscope, especially the teams that are playing for the spots to play in the actual you know, part of yeah. the dance, you know, to be in the main and event. Self- so, selfishly I, speaking, yeah. right, right, like everybody, why? Even if you didn't have a horse in the race, yeah. wouldn't it be way more exciting to watch 24 teams fight for a cup than 20? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and so so my thing is, too, like you, you watch these teams go at it and, and play, and then you're going to go and see the, the, the bottom of the barrel, I guess you could say, which we're at at this point, um, barely squeezing in and coming in. Like, you know, we came in with the fake ID and the bouncer that came in and saw it's like, oh, okay, and let us in, <laughs> you know? Right. And uh, we're, we're barely... Sexy kicks does not condone like, underage drinking. No. Like, right. this, is a picture of a, this is a picture of a wolf. Like, I was like, I identify that way. But uh, yeah. it's just one of those things that uh, I think that every team kind of has, every team that's in our position has a lot to gain from the 24 and has a lot to gain from this way of doing yep. it. Um, the teams that don't benefit, obviously, are the teams that are on top that have earned their way into the playoffs the right way. Um, obviously they're probably the ones that are like, ah, you know what, what the fuck you guys. Uh, but you know, they're going to have a, the alternative. Yeah. There's no other alternative. So they're going to have to kind of, it's going to suck that if say, for example, the coyotes is not going to suck. Obviously it's going to be great for us, but it, it, in like a, another fan's mind, it's going to like, they would suck that if the coyotes come in, you know, last place, 24th, you know, and then they're like, they make their way to the Stanley cup and we win. Nah. You know, then it would it will it wouldn't be salty for us. Obviously, we would be fucking like enthused, and we'd be grateful, and we'd like, yeah, we have one. But say, for example, when someone like you know Lightning, who are at the top, or like someone that would like Cal, no, I don't want to say Calgary. I forgot who's on our division that was on top, but like somebody that was on top that fought the whole way through and and stayed up there or or stayed in that position to always be in the playoffs, and then they get their ass beat by you know the Coyotes. And then they'll make it to the to the Stanley Cup, and then we beat someone, you know, with potential. Well, I mean, well, like I said, it's salty for anybody. Have. It's salty for anybody yeah. to see the teams at the bottom um, come up in this opportunity kind of dance, I guess you could say, and uh, win the whole thing. Obviously, for well, the the fans that are on that receiving end of winning, it's not. It's it's a uh, it's kind of like. We've made it. We worked hard as well. We beat all the teams, and we worked hard our asses off to beat you guys. That's going to be the excuse for for us. Not even an excuse. That's going to be the reality for us, for the team that wins like that. But for the other teams, it's going to be an excuse to be like, well, you guys barely got in. You guys weren't even supposed no. to be You guys didn't get in, so I'm yeah. I, I do. Go ahead, I disagree. I'm sorry. I disagree wholeheartedly. I, I think that that is uh, – if you're a top team – and you get knocked out. I mean, you had just a fair shake as anybody to do it. And you have to consider the alternative. They either say, "Hey, you get a ch- you get a shot at the Stanley Cup this year. You guys earned it. You, you're a top seed. You get a bye week. You guys get a shot at the Stanley Cup this year." If they want to bitch afterwards, say, "Well, this team was a, you know, a, the stellar dweller," and then all of a sudden shot up to the Stanley Cup finals, it's like that makes sense. Why are you bitching, dude? We gave you a chance. That like, does we make sense. Just said, Fuck. What's that? That does make sense. Yeah, and it's saying? like why you know it, it's it's like 
you, we gave you a shot and you, you shit the bed. I mean, they, they took advantage of it. And two, it's like, this, and this is the last point, I'm sorry. <laughs> two, it's like, uh, like, dude, this is already going to be a weird, the goofiest season in the NHL probably <laughs> to date. Yeah. Why it's not make it fucking goofy, champion. man? <laughs> yeah, why why not make it extra goofy? I mean, like if you're gonna if you're gonna goofy it up and say, hey, you know, this is gonna be a mulligan kind of season. Let's you know, let's just you know have fun with it, experiment. This is right. good. let's make it as exciting as possible. I'll let's fucking do take 24, it. <laughs> 24 out of thirty one teams. That's like three quarters of the league right there. Right. Let's do this shit. That's and, so. I mean, I'll take a win that like, way. I don't care. Exactly. So any any team is going to be happy to win the Stanley Cup this year because you know it, it's going to be a lot different than the shortened season. Yeah. Uh, because we did get a chance to play the majority of the season, and they expanded the playoffs where the bubble teams have a shot. So I mean, I think that this Stanley Cup is going to be different for sure, but it's going to be just as meaningful. Dude, it's going to be so yeah. exciting watching yeah. these games, bro. I'm 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 literally talking about like potentially. I- you know, sweating, thinking about it. Yeah, dude, I'm like sitting here, like sweating, like right. you said. So, for for me, I, I'm gonna agree with both of you guys. I would rather have the Coyotes in, if I'm allowed to speak my answer here. Thank you guys. I guess. And, I guess. <laughs> but no, like I, I I do agree. I'd rather have the Coyotes in. And my reason, a little bit different than yours, is mine is just more to stop the the timeline and like the constant. Uh, what is the the headlines of so many years without a playoff run? You know what? We were there. If we get swept, we get swept. But, you know, the players got a taste of it. They got a taste of what it takes to, to play under those circumstances, circumstances and what it takes to, like, play with live ammunition. Like, you know what? If you we, if we lose, we're out. It's not like if we lose, hey, let's, we're playing again two days from now. Shooting blanks. Whatever, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's invaluable experience for these players, and it takes away that because you hear it every single game, and I speak from experience, not just from the Coyotes, but like as a Phoenix Suns fan, having gone a decade without going to the uh, playoffs, it's in almost every single broadcast, oh, we're going to get better, blah, blah, blah. So the Suns <laughs> have had six seasons without making the playoffs, seven seasons without making the play, eight seasons without making the play, like, and it just keeps on adding up and up and up. And so that, that's why I'm all, I'm all in. If we make it under these circumstances, I don't care because next season you're not going to say that. You're not going to say it's been 10 years since we made the playoffs. And that I think just taking that away helps the mentality of the players yeah. on the team because there's no longer that, that whole issue surrender. There's no longer that cloud above their head that it's been a decade without making the playoffs. And to that point, and, and I know you've seen it, Kenny, and I've seen it. Danny has seen it. So... For example, when the Coyotes made the playoffs in 2012, right? Um, the following year was a good year for the Coyotes in the sense of attendance. Yeah. I feel like the Coyotes got a lot more people coming in and more interested in it because they saw that we were we were gonna were doing well, that we made it to the playoffs. And the same thing with the Cardinals. When the Cardinals made the Super Bowl in 2009 or 2010, I forgot what year it was, but when they made the Super Bowl, I'm talking you started you started seeing just people like rage and going to these games and like you started seeing all these you know you know the merchandise being sold you started seeing people like buying like stickers for their cars and decals and all that stuff you started seeing a, a more uh people starting to get more hyped about the, the the team and I think Danny's right whether if we make the playoffs and we get past that first, you know, Red Robin thing or what is it called? The round Robin. Round Robin thing. We'll be able to kind of 
God, solidify. I fucked them up, haven't I? <laughs> the round robin thing will solidify Here we kind have of actual footage of Lucio's brain working right now. Oh yeah, whatever, dude. I can smell wood burning. <laughs> oh, why didn't it work? God damn it. Ah, go ahead. So um I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be a good thing if we make it uh past uh, the round robin thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we'll be able to do we'll be able to get more fans engaged. And I'll be able, and I feel like we'll get the team kind of more of that uh, hunger to win and to be in there again. And uh, I, I just hope that we get far because honestly, I don't want to lose Taylor Hall and not to like be on his dick or anything. I don't want to lose Taylor Hall for the reason that Taylor Hall is a good thing for Arizona. It's a good thing for the team. It's a good thing for the city um, because he is a big star, just like Kessel, but Kessel hasn't pulled his weight, you know, in, in, in on the team from in my opinion and most of our opinions here, he hasn't pulled his weight. And I think Taylor Hall still has an opportunity to show us what he can do and how effective he can be being part of the team and kind of being a leader for the younger guys like Connor Garland, who is the goal scorer, like Clayton Keller, who was coming off a slump and starting to play really well the last few games uh, before we had to close down. So I think that it's a it's it's I think it'd be a great thing if we make it at least to the first part, even the second part of the playoffs. But I I just you know I don't want to put my hopes up, but at the same time I don't want to be like negative about it. I know we're gonna do well. I just want to do really well so that we can keep certain players and that we can look forward to yep. the future of Coyotes uh, hockey. Yeah, yeah. so, like, that's definitely, I mean, the consensus around here. Uh, you know, uh, we're running out of time. Uh, final thing that I want to get into before we step off of hockey and go to break, because I know, Kenny, we're going to lose you in the second half. Uh, yep. A big congratulations to the Roadrunners, Tucson Roadrunners. Oh, yeah. So... Crown champions in their division. Whoop, whoop. So, I mean, that's that's definitely something to celebrate. Uh, you know, minor league hockey going on here in Arizona mm-hmm. and obviously doing a, uh, a good job. I mean, we, we Aiden Hill plays for the Roadrunners, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think Aiden Hill is a great goalie. I think I that mean, he, he got get, the job done. He I got mean. the job done. But if you really think about it, it he, he was getting kind of licks into... Uh, the NHL into the into the you know the big stage and then going back and forth so he had that kind of he got he got experience playing with the best of the best and playing with top oh, teams yeah. so when you're going back to the AHL not saying that the AHL has is not good teams they're just not as good as you know you yeah, know I NHL mean. so I feel like his transition of being a an H, an AHL goalie to an NHL goalie and going back to the HL, he kind of stayed on that top level. That's um, to be fair. I mean, like we had to bring him up a few times, and you know, yeah. it just. Well, I mean, that happens with every team, though. I mean, every team's got a player like that that has had to come up and face top talent. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if if we're saying that Aiden Hill has some kind of advantage, I I wouldn't say that at all. No, not even a little bit. No. No, not even a little bit because I mean every team has a farm system for that reason, right? Not even a you fraction know, but, of the price. Not even a fraction, Kenny. Not even like a. I'll, tiny. I'll give you your. I'll give you your <laughs> fraction of inches. He's used to he's used to breaking things down into fractions because that's how he measures. It. Well, anyway, uh, I'll, I'll get back to it. But yeah, no, that's what farm teams are for, man. So like, yeah, there's there's some there's some teams that bury their bad contracts. Mm-hmm. You know, players that have had you know. 
10 years in the NHL, but you know, they bury them down there because they're like, Hey, you can't play. And you know, we'll, you're not, you're not going to be up here. So we'll send you down to at least you can make some money. But um, yep. yeah, uh, there's, there's, it's AHL is a, it's, it's an interesting, interesting concept. I don't know if I could ever be a fan of the AHL just because imagine how exciting you're like, Oh man, we just got this bitch and he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Look oh, at that Connor Garland kid. Oh, yeah. Look at that Connor oh, Garland yeah. kid just doing great. Oh well, now he plays for the Coyotes. Fuck. They're superstars. So yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be a different kind of fandom. I I certainly don't get. It. I don't think I could. But yeah, it's I, it's cool. I'm happy for the uh, Tucson Roadrunners. I think you would have pup. to live in Tucson. To, to, I mean, you, Tucson has U of A. So I mean, like, what else is there in Tucson? So like, <laughs> they they have the Roadrunners. And I think they have like a FC Arizona or something down there as well. So I mean, they they're starting to get some like some of these teams, some culture, like some some yeah, some soccer, some hockey. They have ho- they've had hockey for a while, and then they have you know U of A. So I think it's just like they're just diehard Roadrunner fans, or they'll be diehard you know like uh, FC uh, Arizona fans and stuff like that. So I think it's just you would have to kind of live in that kind of area to kind of experience or know what it is to be that kind of yeah. a fan. Just like we're fans of the Coyotes and we're fans of the Rising and stuff like that. You kind of have to be yeah, a part I of understand it. That. Like, yeah. I couldn't choose an MLS team to save my life because I was like, fuck the MLS. And I didn't like, before the the Rising, I was like, I fuck all these guys. Like, I don't like <laughs> any of them. Like, they all suck. And then when Rising came, I was like, fuck yeah, dude, fuck the MLS. <laughs> you know? So I was like, yeah. So it's just a, yeah. it's, it's a regional thing, I guess. Yeah, but no, definitely yeah. put. Same thing. Congratulations to the Roadrunners, and hope to see better things in the future. All right, I mean that yep. does it for the first Go half. Roadrunners, Kenny. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you here next week. Yeah, see you guys next week. Thanks for having me. All no right. problem, guys, and we'll see you in the second half up here on Sticks and Kicks. Later, Ken. Before we begin our second half, we just want to give a quick shout out here at the, from the Sticks and Kicks family to the family of Zach Hoffpor. He was an athletic standout at Centennial High School here in Arizona. He went on to play baseball and football at Stanford before being drafted by the Arizona Diamondbacks. After a couple of years in the minor leagues, he went on to coach safeties at Northern Colorado, where he passed, uh, tragically passed away this past week at the age of 26. We wish his family well and send our deepest condolences. And we are back here with Sticks and Kicks. Lucio, thank you so much for staying on. Kenny, he definitely has some other things to... to, uh, Pay attention to, to attend to. Let's face it, he is a family man. Lucy, when are you going to get your shit together? My shit is together. I just, I'm not a family man yet. I have a wonderful girlfriend that, and understands the fact that uh, we need to enjoy being young and doing things before we end up having children and, you know, then have to do stuff as a family. So we both get that. And uh, yeah, we'll get there eventually. But <laughs> as of right now, that is a whole lot of information you did not have to put out to the public. I'm just saying, bro. Like, you're asking me why am I not a, a family man? Why am I got my I shit together? I did not say that. Why I don't s- I have my shit together? Yeah, that's I all mean, I'm like, saying. Like, yeah, it has respect, nothing to do with having a family and that or res- not having- is, In that respect, you know, so you're saying that because Kenny has a family and he's a family man, 
he has his shit together. So does that mean you also don't have your shit together because you're not a family man because you don't have children and you're not? No, again, you're reading too much into that. I said your shit together. Kenny is spending time with his family while the two of us are over here drinking beer and going on this podcast. Why are you, you going to get your shit together? I don't know. It's been it's been a wild ride, and I think uh, some things just need to fall into place right now. It's ditto. I'm right there with you. Thank you. Thank you for being. You know what? Cheers. Cheers. And cheers, not only to that, but the fact that the first team in Arizona has once again begun training. And that is definitely yes. something we can get behind. This past Monday, the Phoenix Rising made their way back onto the pitch, taking several safety measures. Every every player had their temperature mm-hmm. taken when they came in. Everyone got uh, screened for health. Everyone like Everyone's got okay. taken care of. Uh, and uh, so, Lucio, how do you feel about this just... The fact that we know our players are training again. Oh, it's good. Um, I mean, it's been a long time. A lot of the players have been uh, training uh, either together in like little kind of things like running or something like that. You know, you see Aguinaga, more and uh, and uh, uh, Baquero out there running around all the, the time Spaniards. on their Instagram. You know, the, the Spanish trio there. Um, you see uh, Dick, you know. Out there, uh, yo! I think he has taken on every single uh, hiking course that yeah he's been that the he local area has to every has to offer. he takes pictures of all his hiking ventures that he does and he's been hiking all you know all pandemic you know w- w- when he could when he was allowed to when he was uh, when they started letting you do it again and he does it by himself he doesn't go with anybody I mean some of the other guys you see them do some things here and there but the majority uh, you know I'm, I'm assuming a lot of them took some time off some rest and some of them went to stay with their families the ones that could and then you had the ones that um, were just training together uh, I think that now training together as a whole team as a thing together um, is is a good thing as in it's pushing us forward obviously uh, the Phoenix Rising is a big one of the biggest teams in the USL championship if not the biggest um, the, the they're leading the forefront I think they're the first team to start training uh, right away um, uh, and leading that charge and that whole thing of doing stuff uh, I'm excited to see them uh, go back you know Rick Schantz was had an interview he's like he just needed to take precaution in the beginning he just wanted to make sure that there was a plan in place for the 60 days and he wasn't 100% sure how everything was going to go but he had a plan and obviously they're they're doing all right and everything went well and the players still look like they're doing pretty well you see them out there in the videos and the pictures that they're taking for the Phoenix Rising you see them doing stuff and they look healthy and they look good so can't wait all right, so now this is something that you might have to help me with, and uh, sucks that we don't have Kenny on here to ask him too. But for um, as far as like staying in shape, is it's definitely gonna differ between sports. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about uh, soccer, then you know just staying in, staying fit, you know, mm-hmm. keeping to your diet, keeping staying lean so you can run, you know, not run out of breath and things like that. Now I think like, and I could be completely wrong on this that soccer players have a little bit of an advantage because they just have to worry about maintaining their weight and, you know what, their relative strength, whereas other players, like, say, a football player or a hockey player, they have to worry about hitting the gym and maintaining their strength, you know, maintaining their their arms, their back, you know. You you miss two weeks of gym, three weeks of gym, that's going to take a toll on your overall muscle mass, Mm -hmm. whereas soccer players, I feel like they don't do too heavily on weight training. Obviously, it's a very important part of it, Mm -hmm. but, you know, obviously with less weights, you know, they're not out here putting 20 pounds of muscle on. 
so, before the season starts. So, like, you know, if you're a soccer fan, if you're a soccer player, you, you know that when you're training. And I used to be a soccer player as well, and I used to play, you know, very competitively for about 20 years before. You know, I, I really stepped down a lot in my in kind of playing. We're coming back next year, Lucian. We're oh, yeah. coming back. I actually was talking about it. Um, I, but I do need to get back in condition. But talking about the condition part, for soccer players, uh, the, the most important thing is obviously running. Uh, you have to be able to run for long periods of time. And, and not so much sprint, it's more running. And I think that that's one of the big aspects of, of soccer. You have to constantly be running. That's why you do see them run all the time. It's not like most sports where you get to you know sub in and out constantly in hockey you know being one of those sports not not taking anything from hockey because hockey you're going you know 30 miles an hour on skates you know to come to a complete stop or to get bulldozed or whatever you're 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 playing hard it's still very difficult and you have to have a lot of stamina for hockey as well but for what i know in soccer um there's not a lot of bulking you don't the 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 only people that bulk a lot more than the rest of the people are the defenders and the reason why they have to bulk a little bit more is because they have to be able to body off body people off the ball whether that means you're running with the player because defenders aren't the fastest players, especially unless, the, unless you're Hulk. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, that's why he you was an to, anomaly. He was an anomaly, <laughs> but even so, you you know, defenders were pretty strong nonetheless. Um, they're not very quick, but they're very smart off the ball, meaning yeah. that they might not be able to catch up with you or stay on pace with you, but they're smart enough to know how to open up the opposition. And it's usually the center backs that are not the fastest. The wings yeah. tend to be a little bit more faster, a lot more fast. Um, but the center backs have to be the smarter ones to put themselves in a position to succeed. And they have to be able to body. Uh, Cause if you let, if you know, you have someone like Neymar bodying you as a defender, that's embarrassing. You know, that guy weighs like 110 pounds, you know, yeah. soaking wet. So I, I feel like uh, as far as like bulking, they don't really do a lot of bulking. They maintain most of their weight by exercising. They do a lot of kinesthetics uh, and exercising, which is body weight, which is more kind of them just doing a lot of repetitions yeah, with and low then, reps. And yeah, so with, you can do uh, a lot of that weight, at home. You know, you can do push-ups, mm-hmm. sit-ups, pull-ups, you know, all that at home that you don't need a gym for mm-hmm. in, in like in terms of like, let's say a an offensive tackle that needs to like be yes. on the bench every day, you know, Pushing those yeah, 220 pounds. I, I mean, and- football players are a little bit different because especially the linemen and football players and, you know, linebackers as well. Anybody, actually, to be honest, except for the quarterback. The quarterback, you don't want him bulking up too much and getting, like, super swole because then, you know, it throws off the accuracy and power-wise, stuff like that. I don't know how that works. Same thing why basketball players don't get super swole. Um, but um, a lot of football players, it's it's because you, you football is a, a strength game. It's a it's a power game, you know, especially yep. for the linemen. The linemen are the ones that have to be the strongest out of everybody on there. That's why you see when you see on the combine and stuff like that, they're they're pushing. You know, I saw this guy do like forty five, you know, reps of like two twenty five. I was like, bro, that that is power. You know, that's 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 a lot of uh, a lot of power there and a lot of um, exertion. And the thing is, everyone. In football, you kind of have to continue working out and doing stuff like that. You know, take a lot of those guys, have their own gyms, um, and, and they work out a lot. And a lot of those people, they know people that might have gyms, so they might have, like, some of their buddies or some of their teammates, you know, that have been in the league a lot longer. Say you're a rookie and you don't have a house with a, you know, built-in gym and stuff in it. They might have their buddy that knows, hey, you know, my buddy has a gym. Yeah, you can come on through. I'm around the block or something. You know, they're teammates. You, you guys both get checked out by the doc. You guys both make sure that you guys don't have anything. And then you guys go about your way and, and stay in shape. And, 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 and I think the, the rising, at least the, the football, the soccer players, football, real football, they, um, 
<laughs> they stayed on top of their their conditioning. Like I said, you know, they don't need to bulk up. So just kind of doing at home. They do a lot of stretching, a lot of yoga, which is very helpful. I mean, if, if you never played soccer before, uh, yoga for soccer is very helpful because it helps you stretch out um, to receive balls or, or to do certain things that you wouldn't normally be able to do if you were stiff. Bro, I remember doing yoga for the first time. That shit ain't no joke. It's not. God damn. Like, be, like people people that make fun of yoga, people that have obviously I've never tried it. it mm-hmm. They're like, and once you do, like, just one session, and I was sore for days. Like, God damn. I remember when I was uh, when I was in high school, I made, uh, I used, I have a, I have a friend who she played tennis, and she was a big tennis fan. And this is when I was still, like, very, you know, soccer's the best. You know, there are certain sports I thought that weren't, like, didn't really, they weren't real sports, or you didn't have to do a lot. And tennis was one of those. I remember talking down on tennis. I'm like, oh, tennis is, you know, it's a, it's a this sport or that sport. You don't have to be in condition or anything. That. You just hit the ball and blah, blah, blah. And my friend, she finally got tired of it. And she challenged me to uh, to a tennis match. And uh, I lost miserably. She didn't hold back. She let me have it completely. And she, like, spanked me, made sure that I, I understood. Giggity. That uh, <laughs> she made sure that I understood. She told me, she's like, it's not that easy. Uh, I learned that day. And uh, since that day, since like 2006, I, I learned to not underestimate sports and to not think that sports aren't physical or aren't demanding just because they don't look demanding. The players make it look easy. I've always thought, you know, for a long time, I thought baseball was like, oh, you just have to bat. It, it, it's demanding. You just not in the way that you're used to where you see soccer players run all the time. Baseball players don't run all the time. But, you know, you still have to be able to throw that ball from the outfield to the catcher. It's, it's, a, whole, it's a whole different it's a, skill set. Yeah, it's, it's what, a different it's skill set that takes it, it takes its toll on their body. Yeah. And especially now being a therapist, I understand where baseball players are coming from because uh, that throwing motion is very unnatural for the human body. So they're constantly doing that. It puts a lot of force and a lot of uh, extra tension in that shoulder, in that uh, rotator cuff muscle areas. Um, and so it's just one of those things that I learned that sports are very different and they have their own um, specialties and their own um, difficulties, you know. So I think the boys are going to be ready um, because I think they've had a lot of time to kind of stretch and do like home things, kind of static stuff and stay in shape. Well, they're definitely at an advantage right now because not everyone started training, especially yeah. all throughout the USL. The Phoenix Rising has definitely got an, an advantage in terms of time right now because mm-hmm. they are they are going through drills like maybe not full contact drills like like you're used to, but they're they're getting used to each other again. They get used to running, get used to the pitch again. Uh, one of huge things here in Arizona is they're getting used to the heat. Yeah, because it's it's creeping up on us mm-hmm. and all of us that live here in Arizona. We know they're they we know what it's going to be like and we know this is just the beginning. Yep, and um. But we get used to it year after year because we do things a certain way. Uh-huh. So we get used to one degree over a week, we then prepare. two degree, then three degrees we, over. We, 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 we prepare, and you'll, you'll start noticing that a lot of people, more people start drinking water around this time. Like where during the wintertime, you start seeing people drink a lot of coffee or a lot of warm beverages. Um, you'll start seeing that around April and May, you'll start seeing water consumption going to be taken to the next level. You're going to see those... Uh, big little containers, those hydro flasks of water everywhere. You know, have see everyone having it, um, and you're just gonna see like cups of water, bottled water everywhere. 
um, we prepare. And I think that for a lot of the players on Phoenix Rising, some of them, especially like, for example, Corey William being from England, uh, not used to the heat that comes in. I think that it's a good time for them to like be on top of that. It would have been great even if we would have been during the season because he would have gotten slowly used to it. Now he has to get slowly used to it quickly, um, which is an oxymoron. But, <laughs> you know, you have to you have to get used to it rather Look quickly. Look at you using that big word. It's not big. All it's right. a normal word. Anyways. Good job, Lucio. <laughs> I almost pushed the button. That's the wrong button. Yeah. There you go. So. Don't touch my buttons anymore. Okay. Well, but you know, I feel like. Uh, but no, that, that was that was my point. Is that they they could start getting used yeah. to it on the field because you can get used to it if if you're in your apartment yeah. and come outside to check your mail every day. Like, oh, it's hotter than yesterday. Oh, you go outside, you take a little run here to stay in shape or whatnot. Oh man, it is hotter than yesterday. That's one thing. But to go out and to run for ninety mm-hmm. minutes. If you if you stopped doing that, what, yeah. what was our last game in March? In March sixth. What, 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 what we do? What were we in March? Seventies, eighties. We were like in the in the in the high seventies, like maybe low. around there. Like if you were to do that, and let's say the USA opens up tomorrow, so you're gonna go from seventy five to 105, 30 mm-hmm. degree difference. That's gonna be a killer. It is. So that this is just something just to get used to running. And, and moving and, and exerting doing, more energy doing all and this stuff like that. at this temperature is definitely going to be something that the Phoenix Rising are going to get a leg up on, which has already been, as we've known, it's already been an advantage because other teams that come in from colder mm-hmm. climates here, Absolutely. we saw, we see them every game, every home game mm-hmm. during warmups. People are already sweating. Yeah. People are already like, I mean, the, 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 the good breath. ones to see are like Tacoma, Tacoma coming from Seattle. Coming down here, especially towards the end of the year, you start noticing because even in, in August and September, it's still pretty warm down here. It's not super cold. And uh, they're coming from a place where it's a little bit more chillier around that time, especially September and October. And they're coming down and you'll notice the difference in play because they're so used to play. And then people from when we go from here over there, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a difference. But uh, there's a study shows that it's different going from hot to cold than it is from cold to hot. Now, it's different going from, like, if we come from Phoenix and then go to Colorado because Colorado's the mile high. You know, they have Denver's the mile high, so well, it's well, the elevation Yeah, that difference. doesn't have to do with temperature. It has it's, to do it's, with, it's the, with the air. The air difference and, and how, how you consume it. So we, we're getting less air when we're used to having such, a, uh, such an abundance of it. So it's a different for different states. But when you come from... If you're coming from anywhere, even California, like people from, you know, uh, OC or people from like Sacramento and stuff, they're coming down here. I mean, like they, 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 they get beat up because it's, it's, it's a lot. I mean, the heat down here is no joke. It's seven o'clock and the, the heat's still hitting at 105. You know, by the time it's nine o'clock, you've gone down like three, four or five degrees. You know, you're at like 97. It's not a big change. So you're still sweating your ass off in the heat that you're like, what the fuck is going on compared to when you're in California? It's like fucking 80 degrees outside. You know, yeah. during the summertime. So they're going to come into scorching heat weather when it, I feel bad for, well, don't feel bad for California. Fuck California. <laughs> but California is going into this whole thing without even being a train for the rest of the year. They're not even going to be able to play technically. So that was going to be my next question. Like we're talking about getting back to things like we are right now with, um, with teams that we're used to seeing and we know how they play. Yeah. Now, how does a new team like, like San Diego, San Diego 
how do they deal with this when they they don't have that experience of like, hey, last year we were this and this and this. Yeah. This is their first time. I, I think they got through two games. I think they were the, I think, were the I think, only Yeah, because they played before us and they played midweek. Yeah, so they, so they were able to get two games under their belt, but but they don't have last year to look at back on. Like Felix Rice, they, they can say at this time last year we were here and mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen to our year. Projections, yeah. So how does that happen? What's going on, like, in your opinion, what's going on in the San Diego uh, training room right now? Um, I mean, again, uh, we were talking earlier, like I said earlier, like kinesthetically, you can still work out on your own and kind of stay in shape for soccer. Uh, as long as you have a ball, you can practice, you know, kicking the ball around, staying with the touch, you know, staying with, staying good with touching. Obviously, the, the only issues you're going to have is more um, uh, pressure shooting, uh, more kind of pressure passing and uh, more kind of strategy and technique and, and chemistry. It's kind of where you're really, but as far as staying in shape, they're going to be fine. I think. I think the other problem is as because San Diego is such a new team, they also have players that might not play together for, for uh, they haven't played together uh, at all, or if they did, they played in different leagues and it's different tempo and different type of game. Um, I think that they're going to have to find a way. Whether it means practicing out of state, if they're going to continue, if the league continues. Um, depending on how that goes, they're gonna have to play out of state too. They have to. They're gonna play their home game. They have to because California is not letting you play. Not letting anybody play. Yeah. So no team like the Dodgers aren't gonna be playing at home. They're gonna be playing. They're probably in their practice field wherever the fuck that's at. Um, the, some of these places are gonna be playing. Like the Giants are probably gonna be playing here in Arizona and stuff like that. But it's, it's well, yeah. That, that's that's one of the things that makes baseball a little bit easier yeah. is that the teams they have, have their Cactus League stadiums. Yeah, they out have here their spring Arizona. spring training stadiums, which helps them. Um, but not everyone has them in the right locations. Like if you know California, I think all California teams have it like somewhere else. No, they like they they play the Cactus League, so they play here. So, so okay. like they they have it somewhere and like people may complain whether they're not up to up to standards. Well, or what, not what, like whatever the thing, I don't think the Dodgers have a, a a field here. I know that the Giants have a field here, the Brewers. But that being said, San Diego is going to have to find a place to play in either Arizona, which is the closest uh, state to them, whether it be somewhere like Yuma, which we we we, we joked around about it uh, when I was talking to one of uh, part of the Red Fury. We joked around about, you know, maybe they can go to, like, Yuma and it'd be, like, a trip. Or even if they want to fly out to, like, Nevada since, you know, um, they're going to be, uh, they'll probably have some stuff there that they can use. Um, a little bit more populated. People like to go to Vegas, you know, whatever. Um, so it's, like, you, you got different options you can go to. Uh, but they have to stay close to their fan base so they can have at least an opportunity to to have fans come through if they wanted to. Because imagine if you have a home game in Yuma, and all the Phoenix Rising people came. You know what I mean? Well, well, the thing is that all this is going to be played behind closed doors anyway, yes. so it's not going to matter. And uh, just to close the door on this, they, uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, they play the spring training and Cowback Ranch out in Glendale. So Oh, they do. So, yeah. so all, like, that's Almost all California teams have it here, which is funny. Well, a lot of teams, because they, they split them in half. Half the teams are here, half the teams are in Florida. So all the Western <laughs> teams are going to be here anyway. Yeah. Uh. Uh, they have their stadium. They have their facilities. You got the Brewers out here in Maryville. You got the Reds out in uh, uh, by Estrella Mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the the who the 
You got San the Cubs out in here in Mesa, the Athletics in Mesa, San Francisco and Scottsdale, San Scottsdale, Arizona's out in Scottsdale, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. So I mean, they you have, have a lot of teams. They yeah. have places to play, quote unquote. There's a lot home of teams games. in Peoria too. Yeah, they got they got they're gonna get their home games in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. So all, all, right now, all baseball like has you, to do is. But is, like you said, though, they're gonna be played closed doors, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like a lot of these games, like even the Phoenix Rising, we're gonna be playing closed doors. We can be at home, it can be away, but it's gonna be a closed door. Whether it means that the that they'll have like San Diego might make a deal, like hey, can we play our games, our home games at your field? Uh, I would say no to that, obviously because we do have one of the good fields uh, in soccer. Uh, we actually have a proper pitch compared to a lot of places that are playing in baseball stadiums and stuff like that. Uh, my biggest concern is too watching other leagues do something similar. Like for example, you look at uh, the, M- the the Mexican soccer league, where you had um, America and Cruz Azul play in the same stadium, and I, th- I think maybe one other team. I think there was like three teams playing in the same stadium. Well, for and that, a while, Pumas was there yeah, while they were having their stadium. And like. their fucking field was a disaster because yeah. they doesn't have time to recover, doesn't have time to get nourished, and doesn't have time to get maintenance. So these, I don't want the field to get destroyed. I don't want us to like look look at our field and be like that's fucking terrible. Have potholes everywhere because they're constantly running in their softer areas and others. So I. I I personally don't know what San Diego's going to do. Uh, I know that they're going to obviously, uh, their players are going to be fine condition-wise because I feel like they're still can condition at their house, do things to stay kind of in shape. The running part might be a little bit difficult because I don't know if you're allowed to go outside. It's California. I don't know how extreme they are with you know their whole going outside thing. But if they are allowed to go outside for whatever reason um, to do anything... I think they'll still be able to stay in shape. And when training comes, if the league decides to continue because they can get all the teams to go out, um, I think that they're going to have to work very hard because I think it's going to take a long time before they get to that uh, to that chemistry point. Because if you're not allowed to train, once they get the go-ahead to train outside of state or something, then you know work at the league's going to probably start soon after that. So it's not going to have a lot of time to get in rhythm. So, so hopefully, hopefully the league will start soon. That's, hopefully that's the league starts soon. All right, that that's gonna bring me to my next question with you, Lucio. Now with this league coming soon, most likely the first games are gonna be behind closed doors. Oh, yeah. Now my question to you: If the league is gonna start again, let's let's put a date out there. Let's just say if it's uh, okay. June first, the first game. Yeah. Back. Okay. If the first game back is June first, so that so mm-hmm. everyone starts playing, uh, let's say a month behind closed doors, you in July, if you're open to it, like if they're opening up for people to go, uh-huh. are you going to be in the stands July first? Yeah, absolutely. So no, the, the no regards to uh, social distancing, anything like that. Like that's all behind you. I mean, if you really think about it, for me personally. Um, I mean, you go to the store, you go to the grocery store, and we were just talking about earlier, like, people are touching stuff, people are doing stuff, they, they're putting on masks but and gloves, and they're touching all these things, and they're going in elevators, or they're, they're being around people. At the end of the day, um, yes, we can practice social distancing, and I don't know how the, the league would do that. I don't know how the team would do that. And uh, But at this point, for me, um, I, I'm... I haven't felt symptoms. I can be asymptomatic for all I know. Um, I know my girlfriend wants me to go get checked, which we'll probably do once I get back to work on Monday. Um, and I'll probably talk to my boss about seeing getting checked and stuff. Um, but if, I mean, 
at the end of the day, there's going to be no normal from here on out. The normal is not going to be the normal we had before. There's always going to be this precaution in this in this this kind of thing for a, a while to come. For for the next year or so, maybe two years, people are still going to be in this precautionary mode where we're going to be wearing masks and we're going to be very different when we're socially together because of what happened. Um, at the end of the day, it's just, you know, I'm going to just start embracing the fact that I'm alive now. And, you know, time is time is short and it's short to the point where why not enjoy it? Even if, you know, if something like that happens and you pass away, I'd rather pass away at a stadium cheering for my team than to be, you know, not cheering for my team and being there in front of them, just watching them live. That's just my personal opinion, I guess. It might be not a popular opinion, but it's mine. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's valid because I mean, you and I, we both grew up, grew up with the sport. We both we we've, we've we've trained together. We've played together. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've we've done everything together here with the sport. Yeah, uh, we both definitely love it. Love it to death. And the only the only thing I have wrong with it is that, uh, in my in my opinion, if it was just me, if it was just my health, mm-hmm. I would be in the stands and I would like, let's go, let's do this because it's just me going. Yeah. on. but then I got to go home. Yeah. And then I'm going to I'm going to see my mom next month mm-hmm. and then, you know visit my grandma next week. Yeah. I'm going to see this and uh, like there's other people like me if I get sick, who knows? Like I, I I don't I don't know how this whole thing works. I'm not pretending to be a doctor or a scientist or anything, but yeah. I believe if I get it or if I've had it, I'm young, I'm relatively healthy, mm-hmm. so I'm I might survive. But that's not just me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who I'm going to see. I don't know who I'm going to like I know my mom doesn't have as good immune system as me. Yeah. She's obviously a lot older, obviously worked a lot harder mm-hmm. and you know, she's definitely more more compromised. My grandma, of yeah. course, my grandparents definitely a whole lot different, you know. Then you're gonna you're gonna see, you know, uh bosses, school teachers, you know, kids, everything. So that's where my reservation comes in. Um I do think it's just gonna be precautionary for these next few for the next few months. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm not I would just want to I want to see how it plays out. I was asked by somebody earlier this week. That's why I asked you. Mm-hmm. So I was asked by someone earlier this week, and my response to that is, you know what? Uh, he because he asked me uh, next month if it was next month, and my response to that was like, you don't know what the world's gonna be like in next month. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe next week we'll find a fucking cure, <laughs> right? And it's everything will be back to normal, like completely. Or maybe next week, like. There's like a COVID-35 and now right. we're all going to die and whatnot. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen in, in the next month? So for now, it's just staying with precautions. I love that sports are coming back yeah. right now. They're taking their precautions. So uh, they're being safe. I'm glad for that. They're doing what they love. They're doing what they're paid to do. And uh, they're doing it in a safe manner. So like yeah. for now, for now, this week yeah. is all I can say. For this week, I'm content with just watching it on well, TV. Well, yeah, obviously, um, there, you can't really do much about it. Like we're, we're, it's just speculation right now, talking about like if they open up next month or whatever in July. Um, I don't think they'll open up. Uh, I mean, I keep talking about doing stuff or whatever and wanting to like, uh, but there, there's no actual like for sure thing that's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's just me. I, I feel like, yeah, I get I get what you're saying, but at the same time, as much as we try to be cautious and as much as we try to be, you know, reserved about it, I mean, we're, everyone's doing stuff 
to the point where there's a, a potential for them to get it somewhere. Yeah. Doing something. Going to the grocery store. You know, putting in gas. I mean, that gas nozzle gets touched by thousands of people a day. So, I mean, like, that's just something as simple as you grab it, the last person had it, and you put on gas, and then you're fucked. You know what I mean? And and not taking light, like, not taking what you're saying uh, lightly or anything. I, I definitely understand, like, um, but at the same time, you, you you don't know if it's you. You don't know what's no, going to yeah. happen. So so and, and I'm not like I said. Yeah. Let's not let's not get on the whole thing about that. Um, but like I I would start watching it then. But I doubt I doubt that the the league and the team, especially um, being that we are a bigger team in the league, um, I don't think they're going to risk the people to that. Um, and so I think that it's going to be kind of closed doors for the next couple months. Yeah, um, just potentially, for now. potentially, we might have the whole season closed. For all we know, if that if other teams can afford it, yeah, we can. We're gonna we're probably gonna head that direction, which is gonna suck. So that means you're, there's gonna be a lot of like you're gonna have to watch from home. You're not you're gonna have to have like if if you want to hang out with with people you know and stuff to watch the games. But at the end of the day, it's just gonna suck in general because of the fact that the team is not you know. The, the 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 fans are the 12th man especially the supporter groups are yes, 12th man definitely. so so it, it just really the, helps the them. fan experience mm-hmm. just just to be around just to be around the sport uh, because being like obviously the number one thing is just being at the game yeah feeling that energy with people that you've never met before that you consider now family yeah because you 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 all love this team so much that you guys grow grow a bond together. So that's something that you and I have felt there with mm-hmm. be, being there with the Red Fury. Um, of course. But but even even beyond that, even if you're just there like watching as a spectator, you don't feel that energy. Now you got to take that at, at home. It's one thing if we could be at home and we could still have our watch parties. Because <laughs> when the team goes away to somewhere that maybe we can't all travel to, we'll get together for a watch party yeah. and have like 15, 20 of us together. We can't do that anymore. So, like, how many times has it been where I've been in the living room screaming my head off and my wife comes in like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> what is going on? And it's like, no, no, it's just a team right here. Well, and, and, uh, and So that, it's not the same that, not. like, you, you, like, if you're yelling like an idiot in your own living room by yourself than yelling like an idiot in uh, a bar with 15 of your closest friends. Like, And it's true. Even being a, a, like at a bar, like, and if you've seen it, you see it with football a lot, like, you know, because football is a bigger sport here in, in the States, you know, uh, American football. And um, you see a lot of people when they show up, they're all, yeah, and it's easiest to be in camaraderie with each other and stuff like that. When you watch it at home, you still get excited, you still get emotional, but it's not as exciting when you're there with fellow people like all together in a group cheering for the same thing being excited for the same thing you know when you score it's it's a lot more fun to score and like just jumping around and cheering with everybody than it is to be at home just yeah woo, you know you get excited you know like i remember when you know uh when liverpool beat barcelona to make it to the champions league to make it to the finals it was like i i was speechless i was by myself watching the game at a bar and I was speechless because I, I can't I, imagine you speechless. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that just happened. You know, it was you know one of the greatest comebacks in soccer history. So it's it's, it's one of those things that it would have been worth it for me to watch Liverpool win that day just to see you not talk. <laughs> but uh, it was. Just, it's just one of those things. It's it's best to celebrate it with people. And you know, definitely, yeah. And and so 
I think it is going to be a big hit because obviously the next few games when they do open up, we have games to make up. You know, we have March games to make up, April games to make up, and some of May games to pick up. So they're going to be playing games probably two, three in a week, which is terrible. The only good thing about that for the rising, if we do go upon doing that right away, say we start playing in June, is that unlike most teams, uh, the rising does have a deeper squad where they could substitute almost any player and replace it with a very decent, um, if not just as good player. Yeah. On the uh, offense and the defense. Mostly offense, not so much defense, but mostly offense. <laughs> you know, there's some players on defense that I still question um, their existence on the team. But <laughs> Wheeling will learn, Lucio. Huh? Wheeling will learn. Don't worry. Wheeling is not who I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the what's his face on the left that the right back or whatever. He has that. Ooh, the new guy? Donald no, King? no, no. Bad wetter. Let Benner, stupid. That idiot. guy. Bad wetter. <laughs> that guy. He's not my. He's not my. He's not on. He's not on my. He's on my shit list. He's. I. I don't really have faith in him. And so like. That's what I mean. Like, if, if we have, like, substitutions, like, when he plays, I'm going to feel a little bit like, uh, maybe we should have Whelan playing those games, you know, with Cochran, you know. Like you said, they can't play all games, but yeah. we do have the depth to replace them yes. and let them let them, let them rest. have their rest. And um, obviously, it's going to affect other teams more than the Phoenix Rising. Mm-hmm. So, definitely add, add, add an advantage Absolutely. right there. Um all right, while, while we're on the topic of soccer, like, obviously, this weekend, the Bundesliga opened up. Bundes. And uh, I just can't wait for tomorrow, Monday morning, where people, everyone's going to be an expert on the Bundesliga now because <laughs> they watched it for a weekend because they have no other, no no other sports. There's no other to watch uh, Like, I'll be honest, I know the big teams. I've never really followed the Bundesliga no. except for, like, Bayern Munich. That's pretty much it because... Uh, Dortmund, Leverkusen, Schultz. Uh, yeah. I mean. no, 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 but, like, pretty much the teams yeah. that I know... Or Bayern Munich, Dortmund, and Leverkusen only because Chicharito. That's the only reason that I know about Leverkusen. I mean, you got Red Bulls. Um, exactly. I forget their name. No, exactly. That, that's that's what I'm saying. So, but like it, it was it, it was interesting to watch. I watched a couple of the games. Like, uh, and it was uh, one one of the things that I was uh, looking at is that the the pass accuracy is definitely down for all teams. Uh, they very they highlighted it a lot with Bayern Munich because um, they're they're so used to like the quick passes yeah. Barcelona style playing, uh, which is accredited to fucking Pep Guardiola, which I I still believe to this day he's the most overrated fucking coach in the world. Uh, he's yeah. he's only done huge teams that is that have already been established. Whatever, yeah. it's like picking up a game of FIFA and playing with the best team while your opponent plays with like a third division team from Colombia or something. It's not just like that. no, like the, he, he he has had it easy his whole life. Fuck Pep Guardiola. I don't like Pep either. Trust me, Pep is ridiculous. It really, and he's still our coach. God damn, he's, as a Man City fan, I still don't like. Hey, dude, it, it's okay. It's okay not to like. You know, like I. Guardiola, when he was playing with Barcelona, I like Barcelona. He was playing when he was coaching for Barcelona. I had like a, a respect for him, but then when he went to uh, Bayern, I was like, uh, okay. And then he started taking players, like big name players, and started moving them over there. You know, took Gotze from uh, from, um, from Dortmund. Dortmund. Same thing with uh, what's to say Lewandowski. He took Lewandowski from from Dortmund as well, and he was trying to take Ruiz, and was like, ah, nah. He was the last one. He never felt. He never he felt. Never and the thing is, I feel like he 
because he goes to big name teams and because big name teams fall into his trance, um, they. Well, it's they, all Barcelona's fault. It is. It is Barcelona's fault. But Be, uh, but then you had the best player in the world playing for you. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like so, he, he fell into that that coaching job, and by accident, he didn't even get it because you know, right. of qualifications. Where was he coaching before that? I have no fucking clue. That's I don't what I'm know him. Like, I don't like, know him, but he played for Barcelona, so he has like some kind of connection with Barcelona in the sense yeah. of talking and communication oh, with right, the, yeah, the, yeah. the heads up. But I think that's the only reason why he got the job when he won the titles that he won with Barcelona and the the way he won them and the way he left. He, obviously, he had so much um, so much pull when it came to buying players and getting players, and you can see the difference between someone like Mourinho, who picked up a Chelsea team when they weren't very good. Raised the Chelsea team to be champions uh, for for I think the league and for the Champions League if I remember correctly, maybe just would have, I think it might just been the Champions League. But then he also was no, he won the league. With he them. won the league too, right? Yeah. Then he also won with Inter Milan when Inter Four Milan years in a row when they weren't doing super great. He picked that team up and got it up. So you can you you can see the difference and the the problem that Mourinho had, which I didn't I didn't really have a big respect for Mourinho. I think Mourinho really talks out of his ass a lot. Mm-hmm. But he's not a bad coach. The problem was when he was playing, when he was coaching for uh, Man United, which I fucking hate Man United, so I was glad. But when he played, when he was coaching for Man United, the he didn't have the backing of the higher ups to buy players, to get players he needed to move around. Because as you know, when you get a player in a position, that position's players uh, like to fire in their ass. If you're if you yeah. need it forward. You're going to have Rashard and whatever the fuck the other guy is um, on the other side. Stir- not Sterling. Um, I don't know what the fuck the names are because it's fucking Manu who gives a <laughs> shit. Um, they, um, they, it would light a fire in the ass in midfield as well. Like you, If you start getting players to replace players that are that have been on the team for a while and they've been playing hard and they know their career is coming to an end or they know their contract is coming to an end and they might be moved or traded to another team that might not be as lucrative as they're going through... Um, They'll, they'll start playing harder. They'll start playing better, and they could have been, but they didn't. He didn't get that chance. Now Pep, he went from one big team to another big team to one of the biggest teams in the yeah. world. You know, Man City has money coming out the hoo-ha. and mean, he still hasn't won a Champions League. And he hasn't won a Champions League. He won two champion, uh, two league championships. Yeah, but he hasn't won a Champions, and he's not. He he hasn't won it, and they're not going to make it next year because they got expelled for two two seasons. Yeah, and then on top of being, he, he's not. They're not going to win this year. That because the, no, Liverpool's going to get that trophy, hopefully. And then um, next year, I mean, you're, you're you're still playing with that mentality. You still might end up being in second place again next year. If Liverpool continues the way they're going, now I'm not just saying this as a Liverpool fan, but if Liverpool no, continues yeah. the same way that they're going with Klopp just kind of pushing the way he's doing, getting young players and training these young players to play at the top. I mean, we just got this kid from, uh, what's that, uh, German team. Uh, no, not German team. I forgot what his name. What his name is? He's a Mansut uh, Minsato. He's a he's like an Asian kid. Great kid, but he didn't get him for right now. He got him for later because you still have. Uh, yeah, you look to the future. You you still got Bobby Firmino on top doing great things. He's one of the best nines out there, and he's not a he's a false nine. So he plays back nine. So he's always pushing out for Salah and Mane. So it's one of those things where he has opportunities to score and he has scored, but he he sets up for everybody else. And I think that's where Liverpool's in, in that way, where Pep is not being able to win against Liverpool because you also have strong um, uh, defensive wings that are pushing 
and, and putting so much pressure on uh, the Man City side that I think Man City either they they switch it up if Pep can do that with that you know or they're gonna start losing players because Pep is not the best coach either with no, players he, he, he's like, terrible with he his just players does not like he plays for right now and I like, would be sur- I wouldn't be surprised if Aguero left because of how Pep is. Because Pep is not the great coach. Which, which He's not is not a, a shame because, play, you know, what? Coach. I, I know I get a lot of shit for being a Man City fan. Like, oh, the big team, blah, 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 whatever. Like, yes, I, I, I became a Man City fan when Aguero transferred over from Atletico, Atletico to Man yeah, City. Yeah. And when I saw that, when I saw the lineup, they were like, and like mm-hmm. hey, man. Uh, what I've liked, I've always loved Aguero, the way he plays yeah. everything. He was a fucking monster at the Atlético. And when he went into like, and as soon as I saw his name on Man City, and I said, I said it to you, match one, match day number one, Man City's going to win the league this year. They're going to win. Yeah. And lo and behold, and ever since then, I've been a Man City fan. Just mm-hmm. because of that and because of everything they built uh, since then, it's just uh, all, all the big name players. But it's just that they don't look to the future. They don't build up mm-hmm. because... And they have one because of the, of the coach. They also have one of the best academies. Yeah, but but it, but the, the academy sends players elsewhere. Don't, they don't like they they don't build up to to like keep them within like Barcelona does. Yeah, like Barcelona's that is the number that. one. That's the number one thing I have respect for Barcelona as a Madrid fan. Yeah, uh, is that they build their players up to play for Barcelona. Barcelona. They don't they don't build them to sell it. Yeah, and that's exactly what Man City's been doing. Um, and you know what? Just while while we're there, like that's what Arsenal does too. Arsenal gets great players and they sell them off too. Yeah. Atletico does that too. Like a lot of teams do that. And but it, that, that's why, like, in as far as coaching, as far as just coaching, mm-hmm. my number one respect and I think one of the best coaches in the world is El Cholo Simone yeah. from Atletico because he knows at the end of the year his best players are gone. Yeah, they're going to Chelsea, they're going to Madrid, they're going to Barca, they're going to Dortmund, they're going to Bayern. But he's an aggressive player coach. I like him, but because yeah, like he's that, a, he he he's works well with the players he got, and he he pushes them. He that's what I mean by aggressive. Best. He gets he the best pushes them to the best of their ability, and I think that's why Atletico has been successful in the last few years. Yeah. Um, but I also you know he also does keep some players for a good amount of time. Um, but he does lose a lot of players. I mean, I, Dortmund's the same way. Look, Dortmund look loses the, a lot of players. Look at the last too. few goalkeepers that they've had. Yeah, I mean, like, some uh, all black and you know, he's like all black. He's where at uh, Chelsea? No, where's he at? No, I think he's stay. He's, he's still there. no. Who no? The ones that they left <sighs> that have gone. Um, Yoris? No. Yoris was there. Yeah, Yoris. I think Yoris was the last one he went to, and his career tanked. De Gea. De Gea came from there, yeah. His uh, his his career went actually up. De Gea actually was, con- was considered one of the best goalies at one point in time. Yeah, for a back long when time. he was there, when he went, well, in the first couple of years the at first Manchester, in Man U, yeah, where the f- fucking broken fax machine kept him from becoming a Real Madrid <laughs> player. I was so ready for that. I was so ready. Oh, Yodis went to Real Madrid. I was the most disappointed guy. Was it Yodis that went to Real Madrid, or was it? The other guy, the Belgium guy. Jody's didn't go. It was uh, Courtois. Courtois. Yeah. That which guy. right now he's still that fucking guy. Like I don't know why. I don't know why they they. You they, had who? Bravo. No, uh, that's Barcelona. They had um. Uh, what's his face? Uh, 
Keylor Navas. Navas. He was a good one. I don't know why they... Navas. Like, he was a mod. Like, after we failed to get the hair, I was so mad. Especially when I heard the story of, like, they <laughs> waited till midnight to send over the fact, the facts over the fucking contracts to make him a Madrid player and everything. Like, they did it on purpose. It was obvious that they did it on purpose so they can keep the hair at Manchester United. It was all fucking political, whatever it is that they was. And it's like, who do we have? Now we have Navas. Like, who the fuck is Navas? Some fucking goalie because he had a good World Cup. Now he has to be whatever. And like, I was so mad. And then I saw him play. Yeah, oh, my play. God. That dude changed a lot of minds. But he's a second, he's a second player. Now he's a second. And, yeah, like, Madrid did him so dirty. Yeah. They did him so dirty just because a new young tall stud came over here from Belgium because <laughs> because he had a good World Cup in yeah. Russia. They're like, oh, now we need him now. Like, like yeah, he he was a good he was a good goalkeeper for uh, for Belgium and um, you know playing for mm. Atletico. But no, we're not gonna replace Navas with yeah. this kid. And lo and behold, there it is. And he has made so many mistakes. He's made a lot of mistakes. I have, uh, They've my, lost a lot of games. They because did of him so dirty. I, I I hate what they did to Navas. But, you know, and then going back to the whole youth academy, uh, I think uh, Phoenix Rising has actually gotten, uh, going back to Phoenix Rising, obviously the whole topic about this whole thing, but I think Phoenix Rising has established a very good uh, youth organization, and I think a lot of good is going to come through that because we're going to be able to homegrown players and not look out elsewhere to get players. And hopefully they do a whole Barcelona kind of Liverpool thing where they keep those players uh, homebred and we we get we pick out from there yeah which is going to be a lot cheaper than buying players from other teams or from other places um and constantly having to look for the best players and obviously we know phoenix rising is one of the bigger teams in the league so they have a lot more pull in a lot more way especially because we have people like didier Drogbar and him being kind of an ambassador for other teams like galatasaray and stuff like that and potentially chelsea even though i'm not a big fan of chelsea i would still be okay with being able to have some kind of thing with chelsea because you know let's be honest a lot of players from europe are a little bit more well versed in soccer than people in the states only oh, be, of course. Only because of the fact that in Europe, soccer is their life compared to compared to in the States where soccer is more of a hobby for people. Like, you know, moms are like, oh, I'm going to put my son in soccer and just kind of get him so he can play something. And it's also the cheapest sport, so it's easier to kind of get the, your kid yeah. into that. But in, 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 in Europe, soccer tends to be, like you said, religion. It's like one of those things that you live by that. And there's a lot of people that don't in Europe that don't like soccer, but they understand that soccer is a big part, and a lot of people might not like it, but they understand the sport. They they know what the sport is. They know how it's played. They know what the rules are, but they just don't like it because it's just not their sport. Yeah, I mean, there's there's people that have different tastes and everything. I mean, there's there's so many NFL fans in London. Like, there's yeah. talks of trying to get an NFL, NFL franchise out there because they have those games every year. They go to play a game in London. But <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the logistics would be for that. That'd be terrible. <laughs> to have... Every division and then London division, like I, I don't, I don't know how that. Well, you wouldn't have that. You'd have. You, it would be weird. I wouldn't know how they would do it. I, I have no idea. But, uh, but anyway, that's that's. But the youth, I think the youth thing is that, gonna be that's good definitely going to help because, like you and I, ever since we were teenagers, yeah, we played nothing. in many different leagues here across Arizona. Yeah. And we've seen players that like every once in a while, like I think every league has one player. That you see, like, man, that motherfucker could be a professional. I know. I could have been. This kid could 
like be anything. Like you see him, like whatever, he, whatever he does, he does it flawlessly. Whatever his team always wins by five goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he always helps out. He always blah blah blah. Like he's a fucking fourteen year old kid playing in an adult league and yeah. like kicking their asses. And you think, man, this kid could do it all. But sadly, Arizona I mean, did not have those kind of. There's, there's, there's no places to go with this new academy. Yeah. It's gonna open so many doors for kids. When I was growing up, I mean, playing soccer, I was I was very good. I was better than the average kid. I was a lot better than I was thirteen playing with sixteen year olds. I was very good at playing. Um, uh, so, <laughs> but the the problem was the, the problem was I, I was playing with a club team that you know had potential, had potential at that time a potential man that they they could potentially get a a, a person from Mexico that that was kind of a representative of a team to come watch you and then you, you weren't guaranteed a spot you weren't even guaranteed that they were going to talk to you about them but they they would talk they you, you had an opportunity to get a, a a person uh from a team in in mexico to come by and uh, and talk to you or like watch you play and potentially have an opportunity to go try out for that team uh well something like that happened to me when i was 13 14 years old um and i uh I was getting ready to 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 stop playing for the for the for my club, not stop playing, but take my time to go for the tryouts. And uh, I injured myself. I didn't injure myself on purpose. The last game I played for the for the club, unfortunately, resulted in one of the players uh, cleaving me in the knee, and I injured myself. Um, so I wasn't able to to get the opportunity because by the time I was I was I came back from recovering and back from conditioning, uh, it had been months, almost a year. And my the guy told me he's like, hey dude, I don't even remember watching you play. To be honest, I don't remember how it was. So by the time I was 14, my hopes for playing professional soccer had completely uh, diminished. I was no longer like in my head. I no longer thought about it. I never th- I, in my head. I was like, you know what? You know, growing up poor in 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 uh in the ghettos of phoenix i mean like you don't have a lot of opportunities you don't have a lot of money you don't have those uh specific scouts or you don't have people that 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 you can get in contact with to play so i think this is a good thing because people like myself like i'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything and say that i was great by any means but i was very good and um i think by the time i um by the time my whole injury happened i kind of just let myself just be like you know what I was okay with it. Took a while to get okay with it. And I started playing with you, and that's when I started when I met you and I started playing with you. And you realized I was a really good player, um, and you kept bringing me into games and stuff, which is nice. Um, but I had I should have charged an agent <laughs> fee. That's what I should have. I lost all my competitive uh, drive after that though. Like after I got injured and came back, I lost all the competitiveness because I I knew I was never going to play professional soccer. And I think it's a good thing though that these leagues, these these kind of small academies in the USL is is becoming a thing because it gives players now an opportunity to 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 have an outlet to to become a professional, to to do something they love as a as a as a job as a career. So I think that Arizona being a, a a place where there's a lot of people that play soccer here, there's a lot of kids that play soccer here, there's a lot of people that love soccer here. I feel like it just took forever for us to get a team, a soccer team down here, and I feel like now that we, oh, it's, it's mind boggling. It, dude, it's 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 fucking bizarre. The fact that we don't have a team, that we didn't have a team down here for so long, it was just it was crazy. And then we finally got one, and we started making strides, and we're doing. I mean, we're the poster child, and also the. Uh, the the child that gets kind of in trouble by the league, you know that 
we're told that we're the poster child that oh this is what we're striving to be but then we do shit wrong and then they're like this is what you don't want to do well, we're like just, I'm, just being a leader exactly like you you we try new things everything you do gets praised a lot everything you do bad also gets like, yeah so, and the thing is you know they look to us to be to, to lead but they they see like this is how you need to this is how the team should be running like look at phoenix how they're doing stuff but then they we also do stupid shit and then we're like this is what you shouldn't do you know, this is something you don't want to do. And, you know, people like to talk shit from other teams, but we always remind them who, <laughs> who's daddy here. You know, we're like, <laughs> oh, nice to see you, San Antonio. When did you start the league? <laughs> yeah. No, but, and, and you know what? I can't wait for the for the league to start. Just just to, like, be able to get those other perspectives that you were talking about. Because, now, I mean, we talk a lot of shit to New Mexico. We talk a lot of shit to San Antonio. Yeah, New Mexico. We're going to talk a lot of shit about San, uh, San Diego <laughs> when, they, when they come in. But, uh we we've actually been in contact with a couple of the guys from over there and like you know what we'll see we'll see if we can build a, a somewhat decent relationship here so we're able to talk back and forth like gentlemen like the gentlemen that we are <laughs> so like extend a hand and slap them upside the head with the other <laughs> ah no it's all love guys uh, but, all love but uh definitely definitely uh things to look forward to is just uh just to get th- their perspective on things on how they're living life and how they're like embracing soccer here in the United States. Exactly. Because obviously, like everyone was taken aback with the fan base from New Mexico last year. Yeah, um, and like we gave them last year because let's face it, New Mexico has got nothing else to offer. And that and that's the thing. The people was like, "Oh, New Mexico, like all the fans, like yeah, fuck, shut so the like, fuck what, up." What else do they got to do like, on you a have Saturday nothing night? Nothing else going on. If you had relatively any other professional team you would not have this fan base that you had you know it's like it's it, it, it's easy to get behind one team that's only there like if that's the only thing you have sure same thing with with uh with uh um el paso i love el paso paso they were great they were great to us they treated us well the fans they were fantastic but it's the same thing el paso doesn't have a lot either there so their their fan base for the club is going to be a lot bigger you have people here in arizona but, but here's the thing though they didn't jump on it as as bad yeah, no, no no because people soccer friends from el paso they could just go down to juarez true but i mean still it's like you can go down to juarez but they're they're happy for having their team no definitely and i no, think they're i, I think yeah. what what threw off a lot of people with new mexico is that how uh, over the top in in fucking arrogant they got right away. Why like, not? Like, they filled their stadium. Like, oh, 13,000. like, shut the fuck up. Like, who are you right now? Like, who? Oh, it's like, we tied with Phoenix. Oh, we tied. We beat them in the in the U, in the the U.S. Open Cup. We, Dude, we you're, t- you're saying that that's, like, not a big deal. It's they a, knocked us out. Like, we just got, okay, like, yeah, first they of all, knocked us out. Like I said before in earlier podcasts, for me, the U.S. Cup is not a big deal for me. It's like, uh, yeah, it's it important. It is a path to the but Champions League in CONCACAF. Yeah. And sure, but I, it's not a big deal for me. It's not. It doesn't determine. I I've always put league games, league trophies for me are more important than tournament trophies. So if you win a league trophy, is more important than winning a tournament trophy. Because sure, you can go to the Concacaf and get knocked out first round, and then. But or, we've been there, like this, the the prestige of being there. Yes, the prestige of being there, but that's not the point. The point is New Mexico didn't make it either. They got knocked out. They fucking suck. But the thing is, they they you know they didn't even make it to the fucking playoffs. They fucking suck. All right, but either way, 
No they, matter what you say, but they came. They came in. They came, but they started. They came in talking shit like if they were gonna fucking sweep the fucking league. They they and I and I do remember they played really well the first half of the year, or like not even the, the first like fourth of Have the we year. Beaten them yet? No, we I don't, don't think we've beaten them yet. We've yet to beat them. It doesn't matter. Like, the, the, here's the thing, Lucio. Like, Why? they're talking shit because, like, if it was on the other end, I would be talking so much no. mad shit too. It, uh, we'd beat them, and I'd just be like, you know what? That's that's normal. That's that's what it's supposed to be. No, no, no. I'm saying if we were in their side, like, no, were... there's big bad Phoenix Rising. They've never beat us. I guess. I mean, like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to look at things from both sides. So of course they're gonna talk shit. No, it, when kings kings don't look down on peasants and <laughs> and you 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 can throw a stone and hit me doesn't mean that you're gonna that you that you beat me in a fight. You can throw a stone and hit me. It's okay. But we haven't beat them. That's the problem, Lucio. But because we're not, we're, we don't need to. We let, we, you know, we let people like let like wet better play. God damn it. So. <laughs> he's a great defensive he's man. Not, Shut up. No, he's not. Let better. Love you, buddy. Uh I can't say the same. Sorry, let better. I think this is your last year here. All right, what better? God damn it. Or bedwetter. So Shut up, Liz. Alright, my dude. Alright, la- last thing I want to touch on before we before we sign off is uh is pretty much the first thing that I want to touch on in this whole Bundesliga thing. Uh all right, so they they're supposed to lay out pretty much the groundwork how football is going to be moving forward, right? Okay. So like how all the other leagues are supposed to take this as an example, and they've done a good job at it. Like they they, the thing is, I don't get the social distancing aspect of it because if if the players are on the team on the bus and in the uh-huh. stadium, that's because they're all clear, right? Yeah, that's because they're healthy. They're they're good to go. Uh huh. So I mean, you're you're distancing them in the arena. Like they're not all sitting next to each other on the bench. They're a few seats away from each other, like in the stands, because there's no fans there. Mm-hmm. So they're all apart there. Um, when they celebrate, like if they score a goal, like there's you know they're social celebrating. Like the most they do, like I I, I saw Bayern this morning, like they're doing the whole elbow thing, elbow, elbow, elbow. You know, as a, as a celebration, quote unquote, or just like not touching each other no. at all, like all of this, like things to like social distance themselves. But in a corner kick, you're mocking your man. You're like all over him. Yeah, you're wrapped around your man. Like you're 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 making sure that he's not getting to the ball. That is full contact, body on body, sweat on sweat, everything. Uh-huh. Like, all right, so why is that okay? But hey, I can't give my my buddy a high five. After a goal, I just scored. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't it's understand like, it. I, I, don't I don't understand get it. Like I'm saying, like if they're all if they're 100 healthy, if if everyone is clear to play, mm-hmm. that means that they're healthy, that they don't have it, that they're good to go. Like they yeah. they, can, they can mark a man on a free kick on a corner kick. Then why not be able to like high five and hug it out after at the end of the goal? Like, That's true. They're gonna it, touch each other anyway. Because at the end of the day, I think that um. I think each team has to report to the team whether they're okay or not, whether they have. No, some they have to report to the league. They have to report to everybody. Yeah, they have, like, so I don't think they. I don't understand why. I don't get why that's because it's a thing. Um, honestly, I don't know what they would do. Like if they would give you a card for celebrating with your teammates or like you know don't. I I don't know. Um, personally, the the bench stuff at the same time is the same thing. 
it's like I don't know why you're 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 on the bus together, you're traveling together, and then you exactly. have to sit separately. So, so like, um, now I it doesn't say, make I, sense, but at the same time, I don't prepare. I don't. I, I didn't prepare to make sense of what no, they're that, doing. That, that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like half of it. This this is one hundred percent not meant to bash on this league, but I feel like it's one hundred percent for show. For show of so everyone in the world can see them being apart. Kind of like maybe set an example for how everyone should be but sitting that's, apart. That's and, silly though. And like like for to sit, make the only reason that I can accept this is if that it's gonna be for show and it's gonna be for an example of everyone when they're outside, like when when they're out at at a park, but when you, they're out but, at everywhere. Okay, be, but it just doesn't. You know what they should have done if they wanted to do make that message? They should just have like a thing every game. You know, when you stand and you go you stand around the circle and there's like a big like they're they're holding like little things that are in the circle that says COVID nineteen, social distancing, blah blah blah. Yeah. That would have been more acceptable. Because I don't accept that. Because, I don't because I will right not here. accept that and I'll tell you why. And it's one of the things that you love. One of the things you love to do or love to watch. Wrestling. Definitely. The wrestling, they're hey, not, they're not, pre- no, no, no. They're, that is a, no, 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 that no. is an essential business in Florida. No, no, no. No, 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 no. That's not even what I'm, what I'm trying All to right, get at. What I'm trying to get at is that they might not have fans in the arenas, but they're still wrestling. Yeah, exactly. They're still touching each other. They're slamming each other, slapping each other. You know, their bodily fluids are still being mixed with each other, but they've gotten cleared by the medical staff yes. to, to, to be able to do this and obviously Vince McMahon and Steph and uh, Triple H are not going to let these these guys uh, wrestle if there's something wrong with them and also like I, like honestly I had a, I had a whole list of things about WWE because I'm, I'm like I'm like you said I'm a huge fan of WWE um, and I had a whole whole list of things to like talk about about the subject and but just just like because you brought it up is that you're right that they have all these lists of what you can can't do. Only the people on 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 stage are the people that are needed. So the ref and the wrestlers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, very limited camera crew. Very limited. Uh, I don't even think the announcers are there. The the announcers are like on the stage, like way back in the fifty back, feet yeah. away from the from the from the ring, and and they give every wrestler an opportunity. Like if you want to, if you don't let us know, you don't, we're, we're not going to force yeah. you. And like, that's led to a couple of controversial, um, strips of titles. Yeah. So, uh, Sami Zayn, he was the intercontinental champion. He got stripped of the title because of non-defense or whatever, but it's just because you got to have a champion. Like yeah. you just need to, like, he's not fired. He's not going to get punished. He just doesn't like, want to wrestle right he, now. Like he, he, he's fear. He, he wants yeah, to be absolutely. safe. He wants to like, that's completely okay. And when you're ready, you're going to have a job. You can come back. I think, whatever. It, I think that should be something that should be implemented in the leagues. I mean, a lot of players might still feel like they, they don't want to play, but they have to play because I feel like um, soccer leagues should do that as well. If you don't feel comfortable playing, cause you feel like, you know, something might not be being said or, or whatever, cause you know, there's teams that might not, disclose certain informations because it's their top players or whatever um they might not want to disclose this kind of information um so i I can understand something similar being done but at the same time i mean if you know anything about if if you know about sports uh no athlete wants to not wrestle no athlete doesn't want to play exactly no athlete wants to be subbed out of the game no athlete wants to sit the bench every athlete wants to play and yeah, athletes will hide the fact that they might be sick. Yeah. They might hide the That's fact why that something they, they happened. They hide injuries. So, they hide things exactly. like that. Exactly. Like, so with that being said, I just feel like um, they 
they just need to kind of do their thing and uh um wrestling has set an example of like you can still touch each like you can still be in contact with each other if everyone's being cleared and everyone's being okay there shouldn't be a reason for there not to be that and i feel like everyone should get checked i mean especially those players i mean the players should get checked often the the referees especially should get checked often because the referees don't always ref for the same thing and the refs um, they're more civilians throughout the year. Throughout like the a, a the wrestler week. will wrestle one match. Will will call what a wrestler will wrestle one match a night. A referee might call three matches yes. a night. Like, but the referee also like referees. They they live more normal lives than the celebrities do. So then the players where they're more they're, oh yeah they're, they're they're you don't have to worry about them being out and about because they're not gonna they're celebrities and they don't need to be doing that where referees they're still gonna go to the grocery store and do all this stuff for yeah, themselves and they don't, stuff. Have, a guy for they don't have a guy for that they don't have a person might be doing that kind of stuff for them yeah. or that, that 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 that's their job so referees live more normal lives than the athletes do so i feel like referees are the ones that should be checked more often because it could change from this game to next game yeah. they could be good today and then next game be not good so it's one of those things that I feel like they should be able to check more often. And I know you can you can find out the results within hours, um, especially in that have a case. So if you're going to have a referee ref that game, they should come in like, you know, five hours before, get their medical done. And by the team in the home, pl- the home team that they're playing, get their medical stuff done, checked out, make sure that there's another, make sure that that ref is cleared to go. Yeah, and then... But we, that's and just we, my opinion. And we can definitely go on and on about this, especially because <laughs> uh, baseball, they've also implemented yeah. their plan on how they're going to be testing and blah 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 and how all this and that's that's I think a talk for another day because I don't think baseball is going to come back next week so no. we'll be very we'll be fine to talk about this whole thing next week um, the last thing that I want to say before we sign off is that everything that we're talking about the people that have a choice uh, to whether like they want to go or not whether it be a soccer player whether it be you know a football player baseball player basketball player a wrestler all the all these all these people they're under contracts yeah so they they're give they they are given a choice whether or not they want to go they're not going to lose their jobs they might get paid less because they didn't fulfill all their duties mm-hmm. or whatnot but that's fair you know you the obligations do all this. of their contract uh, but they're not going to get fired over this um just the last thing that i do want to say is just speaking on myself danny orona not speaking on behalf of anyone here at sticks and kicks just on my own personal opinion, is that regular people don't have that choice. So yep. when businesses start opening up, like we've seen it here in Arizona, when bars and restaurants start opening up, you know, massage parlors start gyms. opening up, gyms start opening up, uh, hair salons start opening up, barbers start opening up, all these businesses were start opening, people start opening up, and people that may not feel comfortable going out in public. They've been social distancing for two months in their home, being getting their groceries delivered, get, staying away from other people, now all of a sudden have a choice to make whether or not, hey, you can either come back to work tomorrow or you can look for another job somewhere because mm-hmm. you'll be fired. That is what I don't agree with. And again, that is 100% my own personal opinion, not on behalf of anyone here at Sticks and Kicks, but... People should not have to choose between having a job and not being able to feed their family. So that's there's definitely things that could be done. That's way above my pay grade. I, I don't get paid. 
to make laws. I don't get paid to I mean, make solutions, all this. I'm here because I'm a sports fan. I like to drink beer and I like to talk sports with my friends. That's why I'm here. But if people are out here listening to me, it's because I have somewhat of a platform, whether it be five people, whether it be 20 people, whatever it is. And that is just the way I'm going to do is I'm going to give my opinion. Well, what's your opinion on people that have a job but don't feed their families? Or people that Wait, <laughs> people that have a job but don't feed their families? Or what about people that don't have jobs but they feed their families? Did you ever think about those people? They're magicians you or something. You didn't think. <laughs> no, but uh, in, re- in reality, um, um, for those who are getting back to work, uh, uh, you know, going back to work, um, it, it, like myself, I'll be starting again Monday. Um, just be careful. Uh, make sure you talk to your bosses or whoever's in charge and and uh, make sure that learn about the new protocols. There should be new protocols being in place because of this whole thing. So there should be new things happening uh, so that you can protect yourself from whatever it is that you think you need to, need to do. And for those people that have been out there fighting the good fight, uh, thank you. And uh, hopefully you guys continue staying Big safe. Thank you. Big hopefully you guys you. continue staying safe. Um, and uh, I just want to say that I am super stoked and happy and so relieved that sports are coming back because yep. I've been, I was getting so depressed about not having anything to watch or talk about <laughs> and, and, and mostly watching because uh, it's, it's more about the actual watching of the sport and enjoying it. Um, the talking comes second. You can't really talk about sports without there being exactly. sports. Exactly. And we've yes. been and we've been trying to, and it was trust me, it y'all, was y'all have seen the results. It, it's not <laughs> been it's not been easy. So it's it's one of those things that we've we've tried to give you something to look forward to, but at the same time, there's not a lot we could talk about. So it's hard to to bring. We try to bring in you know the pigskin in here to try to get something to talk about, and even then, it was still very difficult. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, you know what. Things are definitely looking up this week. Uh, we're, we had a lot of talk about here. We're going to have a lot to talk about next week. And uh, moving forward, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look very, very good. If you guys do decide to go out, if you guys decide to go out to a restaurant, to a bar, make sure you guys tip well. If you don't have money to tip, you don't have money to go out. Just remember, <laughs> just remember that, all right? Keep that in consideration. Lucio, thank you so much for joining us. Last Absolutely. comments. Uh, love you guys, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much. Tune in next week for more Sticks and Kicks.